King Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up, Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the cork school. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. Get it on. What it do, baby? Yeah. What it do? Welcome back. Where have you all been? <laughs> you lazy bastards. Where have we been? We've been evading the coronavirus in New York City for a week. Yeah, bobbing and weaving like Fraser out there, man. And then we came home and I quarantined. I self-quarantined, self-medicated. I got all the masks. I got finger cots. I got, uh, by the way, if people are running out to Costco's and supermarkets to buy hand sanitizer because of the coronavirus, you people need to get your heads on straight. Right. That's what it took for people to buy hands. I have Start hand sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. Now people care about washing hands. Yeah, I yeah, going on. Exactly. I'm afraid to wash my hands in some of the bathrooms I've been in. <laughs> but I love, I love all the people that are going out and buying the facial masks. I know. Because the facial masks don't do anything to protect you from the coronavirus. They only help protect people if you have exactly. the virus. I think I'm just going to walk around and start saying doctor, 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 doctor. doctor. Now, listen, we're not doctors, but Robin and I have played doctor and nurse many times. So I think we're as eminently qualified as any politician, slapdick, talking head on TV or radio who thinks they know what the hell's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Nope. 14,000 people have died of the flu in this season already since fall. 14,000 people. You hear people running around saying, oh, I'm about to get, is there a long line at Walmart to get flu shots? No. No. You see a line to get a flu shot? Again, I don't know how bad it's going to get. But if you sit here and worry about dying, then just sit in your house and sit in your basement like I do. Except I got wine. We got all the accoutrements. Yeah, we got, we're fine. Uh, we got everything. We're Hello hunkered there. down well down here. We are hunkering down, <laughs> dogs. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin is back we with her bangs. We know the antidote. The antidote to the coronavirus. Is corona itself. Is corona and tequila. You have to yep. do a shot exactly. of tequila along with now, it. What, it remember anything. last week we were in New York. Luigi was there with us at the BSM Summit. And wasn't I drinking corona? And, and we did a video. Mm-hmm. This was last Tuesday where I said, well, I found the antidote to the coronavirus. It's Corona. And then oh, what happens last week? Yeah. People stop buying Corona because they're worried that they're going to get the virus <laughs> from drinking beer. It's you want to like talk about idiocy. an uneducated mass 
I'm almost ashamed to be on this planet. Exactly. If I can find a planet where there's just slightly more intelligent life forms, please get me there as soon as possible. You don't got to go far. Jersey's right over the bridge. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, I got to get away from anywhere. I got to get off this planet. If Elon Musk is listening, can you put me on the next SpaceX somewhere? I need to get out of here. I mean, <laughs> what's, what's the one drop that everybody plays all the time on the Twitch board? I got to get out of here. Oh, I mean, uh, no, that's, I, the one, I, that's the one I play yeah, all the time. I, I, I got to get out of here. Oh, this is... <laughs> I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the best. is this something to take seriously? Yes. Yes. All viruses, AIDS, anything that's out there. You have to take seriously. More people have died from HIV-related illnesses in the last six months than the coronavirus. Are people going to die? I don't know. Apparently, I'm in the I'm in the bad category. I'm 67 years old. That's, the immune system's going down. If you get down. it, you know, young people and old people. If you're 30s and you're 30s like Luigi, just go out and screw everybody and do what you want. You're not going to die. Well, not a coronavirus, but something else. <laughs> There might be something else a out terrible there. terrible itch. <laughs> so anyway. In fact, that's my Tinder handle, Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy. So love the Itchy and Scratchy show. And that would be a swipe. Yeah, exactly. The other way. <laughs> what do you swipe? Wait, wait. Which one's good? Swipe left is good or swipe le- right? It's, uh... I think you go up right. and back. If you're swiping, unless you have a bidet like we do, then you just push the button. You don't have to swipe left or right, up and down, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. You just right. push the button and go, ah. <sighs> <laughs> but I like it when it rotates. It's, it's well, it goes up and down like vertically. It's so I got to give a shout out. We to, have that one. I know. It's Jason. The best. Can I give a shout out to Jason Barrett? Yeah, absolutely. Stephanie, all the panelists, all the people in New York, the Watson Hotel, <laughs> except for their parking people. Yeah, they're not good. Well, it's what, it wasn't that they weren't good. It's just they were rude. They were surly bastards. They they uh they gave they are the people that give New York a bad name. And by the way, this is the ho- the if you if you've been in New York, you know that parking is impossible. And even if you stay in a hotel, you got to pay sixty bucks a night to park. That's the way it is. New York, L.A., San Francisco. You go into the big cities. You go into a hotel. They're going to jack you for parking. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. That's why people don't have cars in New York and they take taxis or Ubers. But the interesting thing is, so you pull into the hotel, and it's a it's right next to the hotel, basically attached, right. but it has nothing to do with the hotel. So you get a discount if you stay in the hotel. But if you don't and you want to park for half an hour, it's like $9 for half an hour. Right. And who could get anything done in a half an hour in New York? You can't even get a bagel in a half an no, hour. No, you in can't. New York. Well, we, we got close. We got close. I, that was, I think they were, they were uh, expediting those bagels out of there. Uh, man. It was great. quick. No, no place on earth has better bagels than New York. There is no other city that knows how to make bagels. Just the right amount of chew. And they got it right. Am I don't, I, how they, I, don't know, I don't know what the difference is, though. What are they doing it differently? It must be the it water. Has, it has to be the water. water. The water. Right out of the Hudson. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is, but it, it, it really is incredibly good. It makes for a better bagel. By the Burton Gus checking in early now on the Twitch stream. Welcome, everybody, on Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. Yes, you can follow us. It doesn't cost you anything. You can watch, enjoy. But Burton Gus, one of our regulars, says, can we talk important stuff here? Robin's haircut. Personally, I go thumbs up. But that's just me. <laughs> now, Robin was posting pictures of herself Heavy bangs week. action, man. It heavy heavy bangs. bangs. It is. Not she bangs, she bangs. No, not the great Ricky William Martin. Hung. And no, Ricky. That was Ricky. Oh, that's right. That was William Hung. Yeah, but Ricky Martin sung it, though. Did, yeah. Did he? Ricky yeah, that Martin was his sung r- it. He was, 
Ricky Martin was the original. And I'm ashamed one. to admit that I know that. <laughs> Ricky <laughs> Martin. I know did Ricky sing. Martin did the hit, but nobody did it better than William Hung. Do we have that in the system, Robin? She bangs. She bangs. <laughs> Ooh, Bay, a Bay Area guy, William Hung. I think was we he? had him on the show back in the day when he was. I the, think you, I think we did. When his fifth. No, you didn't. Yes, yeah, we I did. think we did on the end of the night, if I recall correctly. Come on, man. William Hung was huge. Hey, Wang. And he was hung up, from what <laughs> I understand. All right. No, I got I got like eight inches chopped off. Eight inches. Yeah. I have to and fold still... it in half to get it eight inches for me. Oh. I mean, amazing. I mean, look at this. The fact that I had eight inches chopped off and it's still this long is pretty crazy, right? I gotta fold it in half. She said she wanted eight inches. I had to fold it in half. Yeah. Oh. She said, "Give me ten inches and it hurt me." I, I after three times, I hit her in the head with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, can you bring it up now? Because I got to play a little William Hong now to get the show started she properly. She bangs. She bangs. Everybody now. Talk to me. <laughs> He's iconic, man. Ionic. Ionic. We'll send this out to Robin and her stylist. Uh, what's his name? Gustavo. Gustavo. Not Gustavo Quarton, of course, the great tennis player. Gustavo has been the only one that has cut my hair in the like le- last seven years. Did you say the only one? No, the only the only <laughs> person, the only stylist who's cut my hair. Here he comes. Not Gustavo Frang, of course, from uh, you know who that is. She walks like she talks and she talks like she walks. She bangs. She bangs. Damn right she bags. She better. I just paid a hundred bucks for dinner. Exactly. <laughs> In his story, she bangs. She bangs. This reads like stereo instruction. Oh, God. You know who Gustavo Frank is, right? No. Frank? I need to find... Breaking Bad, Robin. It's the great yes. actor that we got to meet. You were with us when we met him. Wait, Gustavo Frank at the uh, the Walker Stalker thing? Yes, great actor. What Giancarlo, what's his real yes! name? Yes, now remember he had the bowler hat, he had the hat yeah. on. That the, the little. Why is John... Luigi so loud? He's blowing my head out. I it's know. I got really excited for a second. Is this mic up too loud? Uh, I don't think so. No, I'm no, it's the... just it's just him. It's Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito. Great. I know actor. who he is now. He played. Uh, he played. He played Gustavo Frank, who was the guy who owned the chicken place. El Pollo Loco, uh, not El Pollo Loco. No, it wasn't El Pollo Loco. El Pollo Loco is a real price <laughs> out on the West Coast, which is great. El Pollo yes. Coco is what it is. No. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know, bro. El, it was Pollo, Pollo something. Pollo Hermanos, yes. Hermanos, Thank you. that's right. Chicken Joe brothers. and Philly. Hermanos. I haven't done any meth lately, so I forgot. Although I would have if they opened the safe injection site. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to all of my neighbors here in Southville. Way to go for them, man. Seriously. This is the power here. People talk about power of the people. And it's not about politics for me. This is about community. This is about, you know, we always talk about big government and the government that we don't demand, you know, the way the government controls us. There's nothing we can do, whether it's the viruses, whether we trust the people who are running anything. You know, we don't trust the government which has the greatest doctors and people involved at the CDC and all of these other brilliant medical minds trying to get this coronavirus thing straightened out. Yet we trust the local government to do things. They can't even clean the streets. And then they, then they foist upon local people without any public hearings the decision to put a safe injection site. It's a national story. It's not just a local story. Right. This has become big news. And because our mayor here 
is more concerned about being woke, you know, sanctuary city dancing and all these other things, this SJW world we live in now. He decides without any public hearings, without any discussion, without allowing the community involved to even know what you're going to do, to just foist it on the neighborhood without the people caring. This is a residential area. And I go, nobody wants anything in their neighborhoods. This isn't, that, this isn't the same thing. I'm very compassionate to drug addicts. I understand it. I see drug addicts all the time on different streets. These people are out. They're troubled. They need help. But all these people now who just all, all of a sudden decide that because some countries, some small countries, think this is the best way to do it, that we should do it here. I'm not even arguing whether or not we should do it. I'll leave that up to the experts who know. Is it safer to go inside and shoot up than it is on a street corner somewhere laying around and maybe dying if there's no Narcan nearby because the heroin that you're buying, which is not only illegal to buy, but is laced with fentanyl, which will make you die? You're not, it's not just about getting high. People are injecting things that will make them die right. with one right. single injection. Most people who get high with weed or cocaine or whatever they use don't think they're going to die Correct. when they get high. And the stuff about and the thing about this heroin with the fentanyl, and we know people, personal friends, mm-hmm. who have lost family members because somebody who's an addict needed that one more fix. And the fix that they're getting is from street drugs. There aren't any heroin dispensers in the streets. Right. You don't go into Walgreens or CVS and say, Can I have my prescription here for heroin? They can administer forms of heroin or morphine in hospitals. But you cannot buy heroin anywhere and do it safely or unsafely. Right. It's not safe. It's not like having too many cocktails. It's not like smoking too much weed. Right. You don't die when you do that. You die if you take heroin laced with fentanyl and nobody is there to save you. So I get the concern for addicts. I'm not one of oh, Screw these people. Let them die on the streets. That's not me. And here's to show you how idiotic this city is. So this morning in Philadelphia, in, in the state legislature, Two Pennsylvania representatives had to propose a bill. Get this now. They had to propose legislation in the state House of Representatives that would ban any city from deciding that they're going to put in a safe injection site without public hearings first. I know. We have to have a law to tell the elected officials that maybe we should check with the people in the neighborhood where there are women and children. And and, and by the way, the same building, which is literally a block from here, this is why it comes closest to home, literally a block. We're not making this up. People have been out there protesting all weekend long. And so it's a block away, so it, it yeah, if, if me. From our rooftop, you would be able to see if we could exactly. see. Exactly. You could see the it's building. It's the same hospital open. where my dad died in 1963. It wasn't the hospital's fault, but that was a real hospital, St. Agnes. It's no longer St. Agnes Hospital. Just like the, the hospital I was born in, Misericordia, which became Mercy General or whatever they called it, that just announced that they weren't going to take any inpatients. Mm-hmm. They were still going to serve people in the emergency ward, but because of the insurance problems, they weren't going to take in actual inpatients anymore mm-hmm. because there's not enough money to be made because the Medicare and the way the government pays the doctors and the, the doctors pay, you know, the, the government. It's just a, it's just an absolute shit show what's going on out there. So I'm not here to solve problems. I don't know about Medicare or drug facilities. All I'm saying is the people have a right. And if you're going to do this, this is what banana republics do. They determine that this is going to go there and it doesn't matter what you say. And in the case here in South Philadelphia where the people took to the streets and they pretty much had to shame the company, not the company, because the facility, their Constitution Health Center, mm-hmm. 
has a lot of open space in there. Right. They, you know, they have all kinds of signs, you know, space available. And so what happened is the, pe- the people who wanted to do this saw, hey, there's an opportunity. There's a health clinic that has openings. Yes. And let's go put it there. And then so the people Except- who run the place had signed a lease. They actually signed yeah. a lease to put the thing in there because they're trying to make money. They got occupancy. Except you know what I'm saying? One small problem amongst all the other problems one of the longest things that have been in there as, since they started renting out mm-hmm. this plaza, this this old hospital, happens to be daycare center. Oh, wow. A daycare center. A daycare Where center. Where people are taking their kids every single day, people who work young. And one thing about this neighborhood where I grew up, it used to be old people. It used to be old Italians, you know, mixed right. Italians, Irish. There's a ton of younger people that came in. in the past and now, years. because Philly, Center City, Philly has a lot of you know Comcast. I, mean, I think every towers. woman around here, except for me, is pregnant. Yeah, I mean seriously. Well, we <laughs> can, we have a way to fix that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm careful. You know and, what I'm well, saying? it's on purpose. I so believe. anyway, the point is that they rent this office space to these people who are pushing these safe injection sites, and they don't tell anybody. So because of the outrage last week going to the facility, going to the news conference, and disrupting it peacefully, by the way. Nobody went in there and busted stuff up. Stuff up. Nobody broke anybody's windows. This is, what, this is what peaceful demonstration is. The people spoke, and then Friday night, what happened? The Constitution Health Center said, all right, we're not going to do this. They canceled the lease. So the center's not going to go there. But the people here still know that the mayor, the district attorney, the governor of this state and this city are weasels. And they're going to try to find a way to screw the people over and not listen to the voices of the people. Yep. And that's what that's what government's all about. You can't let the government you can't let you can't let the government push you around. We have rights. We're taxpayers. Again. Why not open the first one? If you want to be first in the nation, Jim Kenny, why not open it in the epicenter? Epicenter of overdoses. Kensington. Yep. And you know Which why is what they, they don't were want to about. Yeah, they were talking about, but you know why they didn't want to do that? Because all of these political people, all of these politicians, you know what they have? Friends in the construction industry. That property right now, because whenever high. I mention Kensington, I get all, well, Kensington's, you know, yeah, they're trying to make it nice, just like Fishtown used to be a shithole area, just like Tacona used to be a shithole area. Right. Still is. Well, There's still is. There's not enough part. money in that area. And so the gentrification of a lot of these formerly bad neighborhoods has gotten all the developers and all these fat cats who, by the way, have connections in City Hall, no matter what city it is. So if you say, hey, we're going to go open one down there in Kensington because it's still the epicenter of drug, open drug use, like many cities, they probably got the phone call. Hey, I got a couple buildings going up here, some condos. Right. I got a couple. Don't, don't, don't bring it down here, man. Right. You realize what you're going to do to my investment? Right. You know how much I paid for that empty lot? Well, I didn't pay much for it. Right. But you know how much I could get for rent now? Now that all the hipsters and all these cool IPA bars are going to open and all the vape shops and all of the... Uh, you know, whatever, bowling alleys, whatever you want to put in there. I get it. There's nothing wrong with people starting businesses and succeeding. To, they're trying to get them out, and this will keep them in. Exactly. Right. This will keep the drug addicts in. And right. so if, you're, if your bottom line, if, if your concern is getting people off the streets who are doing drugs openly and discarding needles in the street, but you have to have a facility to bring them in, then why wouldn't you do it at the epicenter of the biggest problems in this city. Follow the money, Tony Bruno. Exactly, Follow that's what it is. And again, these people need help. You got to find ways to get these people help. 
the safe injection system to me, and I haven't, I don't have all the details, but the people involved, when you have the editor of the Philadelphia Inquirer's wife in cahoots with this, mm-hmm. and the Inquirer's been promoting this, it stinks like the gas leak that we heard in Center City today that vac- forced the evacuation of a bunch of buildings. Did you see that? There no. was, supposedly there was an odor, and our good buddy uh, Steve Keeley at Fox 29 pointed out that it wasn't gas. It was, you know, the, the South Philadelphia refinery that blew up last yes. June? In fact, my sister lives right near it. Yeah. Those people had soot all over their homes. I mean, they, they're living in an area, and they're building homes there. They're building half-million-dollar homes right there. So that, that refinery that blew up, in June, causing a lot of damage and costing people their jobs and, and making that area one toxic disaster. They apparently were cleaning the, the tanks there today, and then the odor of the, the cleaning solutions and everything else they're doing to try to clean that place up caused this uh, smell to emanate into Center City and throughout the city. So they were evacuating buildings in the city because they smelled this terrible odor that smelled like gas. I think it was a ruse because it's the nicest day in the world right now, and I think everyone just wanted to get out of work early. Well, that's true, too. Anybody, anyway, there's a reason. But, no, if you smoke gas, you got to get people. No, I know. I hear you. We just had an explosion here what, a month and a half ago. Yeah, right down a block. On right Eighth down Street. a block from here where a couple of houses were blown up. So, anyway, again, that's, not, that's beyond my that's, – that's not my pay grade. It's not your pay grade. It's above your pay grade, pal. But I care about my city. I care about my neighborhoods. I care about my friends and family, the young people who are raising kids. You look at my street now. All young couples with young children, some of them two, three years old. And they're walking around every day. And again, it's not that they're afraid of, of, of weird people. There's weird people everywhere. But if you start putting drug facilities in here, you're basically telling the dealers, hey, drugs are illegal, but now you've got a chance to sell, get some customers. Right. Because if you, if you know there's a safe injection center and you're a heroin addict, aren't you going to go near there thinking you can get a fix? I'm set up a, I'm set up a hot dog stand right there on the block. So anyway, enough about that. But I want to thank all the, the, the South Philly people who stood up for their neighborhood the and residents. for their city yep. and for the children and the safety yes. and the building that actually was going to put the center in where there's a daycare center in the same building. Well, and here, here's proof positive. That would be like putting a whorehouse in a rectory at a church. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, actually, that makes more sense. I mean, that sense. actually makes more sense. <laughs> you got a, you got a church building. Every two minutes, forgive me, Father, for I have forgive sinned. Me, <laughs> confession. You go in there. You go see Trixie over there. She's only $20 today. Yeah. We're running a special. And yeah. as soon it's as two, you're It's done, two doors. Confessions and professions. <laughs> <laughs> it's two doors. You can walk into <laughs> I mean, the proof positive that this is about money. In one room you need, money, the other room you don't. <laughs> proof positive that this is about money is that they are not utilizing. They keep saying that this is based upon these European safe, mm-hmm. safe injections. And it's not. It's, it's not, not at all. It's not. If you read what they did over in Europe, there are so many different components to it, and it's all about getting people clean, and it's getting people off drugs. There is absolutely no motivation to what they're doing here in the United or suggesting, proposing here in the United States to really help people get clean. It is just to perpetuate the problem. Exactly. Again, there's something's got to be done. Absolutely. But just because uh, one little country in Europe has done this doesn't no, mean it's, it's going to work here. No, that's not the. It has nothing to do with the size of the country, Tony. It has to do with the fact that they have so many different components to it. It is one. A safe injection site is just one component. I understand along that, with Robin. All the I other understand services that. that they have. 
And not only that, there is also still punishment. So it's not just that people go into a safe injection site and willy-nilly get to do whatever they want. No, they have all these other components I understand, but here's just two simple questions and we'll move on from this. A, heroin is illegal. Yes. Correct. B, you're going to let an illegal drug be injected by people who walk walk in and they give you a free five-cent injectable Those little uh, sharps, how much do they cost? Like a by nickel. the bulk and nickel. Yeah, a nickel a piece. And so, people, oh, you know, this way these people, I get they share drugs on the street. But the fact that people share drugs on the street, which could lead to diseases being passed from one person to the next, is an even bigger problem. So let's take an illegal drug, and then we figure out how people who want to have that illegal drug, drug and use it go to a facility. How do they get? Do they give them a, do they have a special SEPTA pass? It says, you know, I need to connect on the L. I'm coming from Upper Darby. I want to take Please the. take me to I'm the. I'm going to take the L of the Frankfurt Elevated Line. Get on at uh, Frankfurt and uh, what's the, uh, the the 69th Street, and then come all the way down. Get off at Broad. Then I'll get a trans pass and I'll transfer at City Hall. Come down and get off at Snyder Station and then walk over and shoot up. Ain't nobody got time for that. And then when I get in there, there'll be 15 cops to make sure nothing goes wrong. So we got to pay police to sit there and watch it. And then, oh, by the way, after I shoot up, then I get to walk back outside onto the street. I get to walk back outside and then go home and figure out a way home. Hey, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Stephen Norcal says San Francisco bans straws, but hands out needles for free. Go figure. Again, again, I'm not I'm not some social justice guy. I'm not trying to keep the people down. I just look for I'm looking for legitimate, legitimate. You give me a legitimate explanation. Here's here's the other thing that's really an issue that people don't realize. If we say yes, yes, yes to just the safe injection sites, millions of dollars gets pumped into that. All of the politicians get to say, see, I'm supporting these the the war on the opioid crisis. I'm trying to help. But it doesn't actually help the problem. So they have a built-in excuse that they're doing something when they're not. And so millions of money dollars gets put in billions, millions of dollars gets put into something that doesn't work. We need that money to put into something that actually does work. We don't have enough police on the streets. Put the hat on. It's my money, and I need it now. (laughs) Yeah, where's the hat? It's right. I I gave it to you right there. Um, (laughs) Speaking of uh, (laughs) updates, though, really quick, while you're doing that. My money. Here is the I riddle know. update. I know lo- a lot of people we are concerned. We have a concerned. riddle update. Uh, he's still not 100. We, when we came back from New York, he had a relapse. Uh, stress is We took something- him to a safe uh, urinary section, which right. is basically all over the house, unfortunately. He's got litter boxes in every room. Oh, the poor guy is just he is. That's when we think he's getting better. Unfortunately, something bad happens. And everybody who has pets knows this, especially male pets that have been fixed. You know, they get these... It, they get these uh, infections. Well, yeah, uh, female cats don't have this issue because their urethra is wider. But in males, they have a really tiny, tiny, tiny little urethra channel, and they build crystals. I love the urethra channel on Sirius XM. <laughs> Isn't there one on there right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. So anyway, poor guy. He's still suffering. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. So good thoughts, everybody. Hopefully uh, he will. And by the way, I have good breaking news, too. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now official. What? Baby Dominic Vincent Bruno is home. Oh! He is home in his home down there in Maryland. It's absolutely amazing. 
born premature. How much did he weigh at birth, Robin, in January? Two he something? weighed two pounds, 11 ounces. Yes, and after uh, two months in the NICU unit, the obviously the natal intensive care for pre, for premature babies, the right. NICU, they call it. Not the intensive care, but it's a neonatal neonatal intensive care. Those things they, are amazing, man, what they can do for They do incredible babies. jobs. And obviously, <clears throat> little Dominic checked out every day. He was off oxygen right away, and he slowly started putting on weight once he was able to take mother's no, milk. He's like, I think he's almost up to five pounds no, now, No, he's right? a little over five pounds. Little over five. They checked him out. They cleared him, and he got to go home yesterday with mom and dad down there in Maryland. So... So we, we, we are want to thank everybody for all, to actually, all the great uh, well wishes and all the folks out there giving up love. We're looking forward to going to visit him. I'm actually attempting to crochet booties. Oh, Just <laughs> like a grandmom. Well, she's not really the grandmom. She's right. like a I'm, I'm calling, I'm gonna grandmom-in-law. What, what would you call somebody now? See, because Robin and I, my son AJ, Robin is like a... Second mother. Right. Except I'm closer in age to his son, AJ, than I am to Tony. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, so what, 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 I'm happy. But anyway, I, I got to post a picture. I absolutely when I could get be a grandma right now. But uh, I so we're trying to figure out what he's going to call me. And I'm just going to say Oma. Oma. Because it's, it's a Dutch thing. Yeah, Oma. Uh, but it's know. awesome. You know, they, they've been trying. My son's <laughs> 41. My daughter-in-law's 35. They tried last year and lost a baby in January. Yep. Went through that trauma and then tried again. And again, the baby came prematurely, but this time far enough along at 25 weeks where he was viable and they put him in NICU and he's been there for months. And a lot of people, you know, sent emails and sent a lot of mm -hmm. uh, pictures of pictures kids. saying, hey, my baby was born at one pound, such and such. And so now with modern medicine and the fact that people who so desperately want to have a mm -hmm. child go through whatever they can to have that baby and to save the baby. So a 25-week-old baby is not a fetus. It's not a glob of cells. It's a living, breathing human being. Right. Some people consider that disposable. Other people consider that what they dream for, what they want, and value the life. Every life is valuable. So I'm grateful and I'm happy for my kids. And I can't wait to go hold them because we didn't get we, – we went down right after he was born – um, before the Super Bowl, and we weren't able to hold him yet, and so now we're going to be able to go, and we're going to be. Your step grandma, by the way, AJ in San Antonio, is crochet booties a strip club? I think <laughs> it is. Crochet <laughs> booties. <laughs> it's with all the. It's upscale though. It's all the hot nanas. It's all the gilfs. It's all the forty-year-old uh, housewives who sit at home watching Oprah every day and figure, hey, I can make some extra money. Why am I watching The View? I can go strip at noon. You know, worked at 12 to what? 12, 2, 2, 30. Louise, you've been in strip clubs during the daytime. You know, I've seen that, the lunch crowd. The lunchtime crowd. <laughs> the lunch crowd. rush, yeah. The I've lunch. seen the lunch. <laughs> I, remember being at, I remember being at, uh, 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 there was, there was, this was years ago, but I was one at, uh, <laughs> up in Bristol. And I, I'm not going to give the name of the establishment. But Why not? Because, but it was me and three other guys in there. Was it Risque up there? No, no. Uh, no. It was me and three other guys. There's Risque, there's Risque 2, there's Risque and the, up in Trevo's. There I was think. me and three other guys in there. <laughs> See how he's and avoiding this, this information. And this chick comes out with a cast on her foot. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah. And my buddy Wayne gets up and starts slow clapping. He's like, 
Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. How did, how did she work? With the wait, wait, wait. Pain. How did she work the pole with a cast on her foot? That's talent right there. <laughs> I don't impressive. know, man, but I never laughed so hard hey, in my goddamn life. At, at least this club had a uh, handicap ramp so she can wheel, they can wheel her in for the lunch rush. We asked if we could sign her cast. That <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> you can tuck all her bills down that it sucker. It was so bad. Oh, man. Oh, I was dying. It was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. I'm still crying just thinking about it. Because when he got up and just, like, he just got up and just started going, Rudy, oh my God. Rudy. We fucking lost it. Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. That is hysterical. But if you think that's funny, as I mentioned, we were at the BSM Summit last week, and Luigi was there hobnobbing with all the great folks. Did you have fun, Luigi? Did you learn? I had a blast, and it was it was very, 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 very uh, insightful. The whole thing, man. It was Educational, a, great panel. It was a lot. Like I thought, like again, because they just they just force feed this stuff down your throat, man. It's so much like information. Force feeding it? You you go into a you go into no, a theater. No, because it's one after another after another. It's, That's it's not very force feeding it. Force overwhelmed. feeding means you don't want to be in there, and then you're list- it's like going to class, and you don't want to go in there, but you have to because you have to get a degree. This is called. Hey, I'm interested in this panel. They, I want to hear let this. Let me rephrase. They overload yeah, you. Yeah, they overload me. With information. But it's it's all two really days good. of constant workshops. Yeah, that's what is, it is. This is not a schmooze fest, although it is also a schmooze no, fest. A but lot. it's a, a lot of, this is one of the things that I've told Jason Barrett year after year um, is that you and I, you more than me, but you've been to so many of these different things. And usually what it is, is a just a schmooze fest. And uh, where people come and they have panels and they're pimping some kind of a product. Exactly. Some kind of new invention or whatever it is. However, here, it was actually the Schmooze Fest is always there because you're seeing. Yeah, because we had a cocktail yeah. reception but, on Tuesday and then we had one on but Wednesday it's so night. so much more than that. It is actually people giving really great information in this new digital world and how radio is still relevant. It's just that people have to stop thinking of it when you say radio it's not just what you're getting over the towers exactly. anymore it and, is, and it the encompasses thing about everything this, as someone who's been doing this for 50 years now i'm actually starting my 50 51st year in the business that doesn't mean do i think i know everything of course not and the one thing i've always done in in my life i've always gone to workshops i always try to learn more i don't sit there saying i know more than that guy oh he's full of crap no, I go and sit and listen to the best minds at the highest levels of this industry and talk about the new innovations and where this industry is headed and how young people are now getting engaged in all different ways to have podcasts and their own programs and their own blogs and their own radio shows. So the world is changing in every, every conceivable fashion. And so if you're in my industry and you're interested in doing this for a living, the best way to find out is to learn is to go listen to the people who are really, really good. And all the people there were really, really good, really good at what they did. And to hear these minds and the discussions and the open question and answer sessions, phenomenal stuff. Is it, is it sexy? No. No. It's just really good. What would we call it? Content. Hold on. Where's that coming from, Rob? It's coming from behind. Oh, the TV's on? Yes. I was watching the hockey action yesterday. And how about those Philadelphia Flyers, by the way? Questions are coming in now, Luigi. Are you wearing Daisy Dukes today? That is the question. Luigi gets up. No, I'm wearing my running shorts. It's 63 degrees. I said I'm going for a run. Yesterday it was freezing. All weekend it was freezing. I couldn't go out. 
I didn't want first. I didn't want to get the coronavirus, and B, it was too cold. It was it was a little nipply, sh- nipply yesterday. It was nipply in New York. It was rainy, but today is grizzly. Gorgeous. It's supposed to be sixty something today, and then sixty something tomorrow, right? Yeah, but it's supposed to be a little bit. Ra- it's supposed to be a little rainy tomorrow. But I, tomorrow I got to go. Uh, I got to go back up to to, uh, to Michael's over there at Dominico's and drop off our stuff. Beautiful. Once again, lights out, lights out, quality product. Yes. By the way, I have breaking weather news too. I just want to give a shout out to Michael at Domenico's for once again coming through even last minute uh, with fantastic stuff. And you almost, you almost had a faux pas happen with somebody else that was wearing. The Luigi was the back, told him he would be the best dressed man yeah. there because I didn't wear a full suit. I just went with a beautiful jacket from Domenico's. And then jeans or pants, because it's pretty informal. It's not one of those you wear a tuxedo. No. Like, but... even last week, last year, when I won my first Tony Bruno Award, I was snazzed up because I had a couple of great jackets from Michael's when we went to L.A. But I knew it would be a little more You were wearing, you casual. were rocking the bow tie and the velvet Everything. jacket last year. And then I found out, and Michael up there on Frankfurt Avenue, up there in the Mayfair section. 7150 Frankfurt Avenue. And no, I thought, oh, breaking news. Is this I know, real? Yeah, but don't, don't get to that. Can okay. we finish okay, one sorry. subject at a time, Robin? Sorry. Got to Talking about ADD. And so I thought, well, I won the award last year, which is named after me. And I thought, okay, I just, I didn't expect to get another one, right? Right. Because I present the same award every year to different people. And they have their names engraved in it and the whole bit. I get up there and I actually got a second Crystal what? microphone. You yes. were there. I was shocked. And then I presented one to Pat McAfee. And by the way, shout out to Pat McAfee. How phenomenal is this guy? No, he was great. The guy is just, he is, we give this, and it says right on the trophy. This is what the, uh, this is the, what it says. For cutting through the noise on the national sports media stage by providing a unique, unfiltered, and authentic approach. Is that That's the exact the way same I've, thing he yes, said last year? I think so. Why would they change it? Because this award, this award was created for on-air excellence, results, and permanent... Con- this is mine. So the one they gave to me, the first one, right. they named it after me because they did it based on what they determined, not me, for on-air excellence, results, and permanent contributions to the sports radio industry. And I was honored beyond anything. So that's what the first trophy I was given last right. year. And so I gave it to somebody last year, Clay Travis. I don't want to break this. I know. Make sure it's pushed all the way back. We're going to need some more uh, shelves. we have any more extra empty wine boxes? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're going to collect the entire set. These are like baseball cards. So I got one that's got my autograph on it. And now this year it says, for cutting through the noise on the national sports media stage by providing a unique, unfiltered, and authentic approach. That pretty much describes it in a nutshell, does it not, Robin? It was it was very weird. Uh, Pat uh, did a little meet and greet on Tuesday night before the uh, summit started, and listening to him as to how he started his radio and how he approaches what he wants to put on the air. If I closed my eyes, uh, and his voice were a little bit lower, it would be like listening to Tony. It was bizarre the coincidences and the things that they have in common about how they yeah. want to do radio. And you heard it what he said. So he called When he went up there, you heard what he called the award, right? Yes. The Heisman. He <laughs> called it the Heisman of Sports Awards. Right. But, but I've renamed it the Con Smythe. Yeah, then Luigi came up with Con Smythe because we're big hockey guys. Right. Luigi's a big hockey guy. Huge. Uh, yeah. Huge. Huge. And then I said, why not the Lombardi of sports radio trophies? Right. 
But he said this is the Heisman Trophy. And to his credit, did you see the picture I posted? He brought that baby yeah. back to Indianapolis to his studio for the Pat McAfee show, and he proudly displays it on his desk where he's broadcasting every single day. And for that, we give him. Because, you know, I figured out ah, some guys, oh, I'm going to Yeah, it's a big deal. There it is right there. Zoom in on that baby. You see it right there? Put that picture back up, Robin. Give me a second. You had it up there, and you pulled it down, so to speak. Sort of like Mayor Pete. He pulled out, though. He didn't pull it down. Once yesterday. again, what don't you effing understand? I know, but I want people to see it. I get it. That's why I had to do what I have to do. You, you're, you're reacting too soon. I'm sorry. Because you're I'm seeing it pre-screen. You know what it's like? Somebody, like, it's premature ejaculation. E- ejaculation. You're getting all excited before I'm ready to go. Just oh, yeah, like a man. Right desk. Boom. Just like a man. Got to wait for the woman. Let me get ready. Just slap that bitch right up there, Robin. I mean, how hard is that? I even put, I got the picture for you last night. Yes. All right, now, do you see it? Look at that. Can we zoom in on that, Robin? Can we make it bigger? <laughs> I seize it. Again. Yo. I seize it. You see Just it right there? Just like a man. Look at that baby. Make it bigger. Make it Right bigger. there on that beautiful red desk. Pat McAfee, representing, ladies and gentlemen. Did I give him a wrong round of applause? I already did. And so what did Pat do after going to New York and hanging and then doing his show back in Indy? He went to New Orleans for the weekend. Did you see that? No. And last night, proving once again why he is without a doubt the fastest rising <laughs> talent in our medium and in all mediums. He doesn't just go back and hang out and drink beer all weekend. He goes and he represents. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see this last night, what happened here? Is you my, have my music other music on. That's when I, can't, I don't stop that stupid thing. All right. This is Pat McAfee. If you haven't seen this, he actually sent me a fresh copy of it. He, last night, a New Orleans, Hornet, New Orleans Pelican fan, went down and became the PA announcer for the Pelicans. Okay. Where do you hear this? Can we bring it up, Robin? Let me start it back from the beginning. You have it up? It's circling. It's circling. This is, if you haven't seen this or heard it, it is absolutely. To the blender, the home of a team and a fan base on a playoff push the likes the world has never seen before. You went WWE stuff. City, get on your feet for tonight's starting lineups. Brought to you by Sprite, an incredibly refreshing drink. <laughs> Starting at forward was the number two overall pick in the 2016 NBA Draft. Now he's an NBA All-Star, Brandon Ingram. At forward, this man has been dunking on little white kids on the internet for 10 years. <laughs> the incomparable, unstoppable, six foot six feet on Zion Williamson. The wait. At center, standing at eight feet tall <laughs> from Georgia Tech, number 22. Derek Favor! <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's great. 
This man's family had a reality show in Lithuania. He was born and raised in LA, but he found his J in Vienna. Lonzo Ball! And the OG of the roster. On the court, he's a monster. Brains hanging, shots banging. It's not Drew, it's Drew Holiday. Trust the process, baby. Yep. Let's get this done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go Pelicans. <laughs> Well, listen to the announcers. Wait, wait. Yeah. I have no idea how Give it up one time for Pat McAfee. That yeah. was spectacular. <laughs> somebody needs to be body slamming somebody on a table exactly. right now. Yep, that, that's, a, that's DDT worthy <laughs> right there, JD. That was brilliant, brilliant stuff. All right. Wow. wow. That is so that's awesome. That's why Pat McAfee won the Tony Bruno Award. <laughs> and he immediately took that award. He didn't sit back on his laurels. Didn't say, I pretty much have done everything I need to do now at the age of 30. I'm at the epicenter. He said, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to continue to add more great things to my resume. How great is that? That was good. (laughs) And when I see Drew Holiday, not Drew Holiday, Drew, what does Drew Holiday mean to you, Luigi Curto, as a 76er process hunk? It hurts. It hurts, man. It, it, he was it, again like he should have been here the entire time. He should, but the fact that he had to go was because he would have made the team too good. He would have. He, Drew Holiday represented winning in this town. Yes, he did. He did. He represented winning. And in he's this a town. starting all star. He was an all star exactly. guard. But because we had Sam Hinkie here, who thought he knew and reinvented basketball by tanking games and defrauding the paying customers of this city for five years until he was run out by the league, which knew that he was bad for the brand. You know, Pat McAfee has the for the brand on yeah, his shirts. Yeah, for the brand. The yes. For the brand. The brand of the NBA was tarnished and is still suffering as a result of the criminal malfeasance perpetrated by Sam Henke, a man who is still revered in this town as some sage of basketball who figured out a way to throw together crappy D-League, now G-League, rosters and pretend that he was competing in the National Basketball Association while charging people money to go watch the product. Now, I know you didn't have to go watch it, and I've done this before, and I've been ridiculed on the Internet for years by all these slapdick process honks who are telling me, yelling at me, listen, I don't want to see the 76ers lose. I want to see them win. And I didn't have an answer better than the Sam Hinkie tank. But guess what? The Sam Hinkie tank so far has produced very little. Mm-hmm. In fact, before Sam Hinkie was brought in, before they went through this whole rigmarole, people were yelling, yeah, remember when, remember when Doug Collins was here? And I know it ended ugly. Did they not go to the Eastern Conference uh, finals that year? Uh, yeah. But you know what? People weren't happy with that because they saw Andre Iguodala. They saw all these other guys. Says, this isn't the future. So what if they beat all these teams and got deep into the playoffs? We could do it better. We can do it better. We can keep losing and adding up all of these assets, all of these number one picks. We can get the Lakers pick when they suck. We can get all of these other teams' picks, and then we can get 72,000 second-round picks. And those are assets. And we were, it's, like all, it's like these idiots who play the stock market. 
And they got all these stocks, and then all of a sudden it goes to hell. And then what happens? They ain't got jack shit. I told you we shouldn't have committed everything, you asshole. Sell, sell. <laughs> anyway, how's the process looking right now? Your two it's main, not looking good, Your Tony. two main it's pieces. not looking good at Joel all. Joel Embiid yesterday, while his team was out playing in L.A., well, you see who did show up in L.A., right, even though he couldn't play because he's still hurt. Ben. Ben. You know why Ben went out there. Because Kendall's out there. Yeah, it's freaking L.A. Right, duh. He's not going to Minnesota Freeze balls in, in, off. In, 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 on March 1st to go watch his team play Hell no. and sit in the stands. He's going to L.A., baby. Staples Center. He got bit by something. You got bit? Maybe it's a coronavirus bug. Could be. Was it not, it's not in the house, is it? No, I don't think so. I got. Were bit. you walking through the streets? I don't know, but I'm itching pretty bad. Are you sure time. somebody didn't safely inject you with something while you weren't paying attention? No, nothing's ever been safely injected with me, Tom. You know, when I lived in Venice, my house was considered a safe injection site. <laughs> and there was no drugs involved. <laughs> oh! I got your beef injection right here, baby. <laughs> hey, Tony, guess who's coming on? We have on? breaking news. Well, we have lots of breaking news. Should we do the sad breaking news first? Let's do the sad breaking news Yeah, we news have first. now, you know how they say deaths, especially celebrity deaths, yes. come in threes. So you saw what happened earlier. Can you put that back up, Robin? Because the first death I was aware of, and that was uh, when I first woke up this morning. But... The great James Lipton from James Lipton inside the actor's studio. James Lipton, one has of the best away. interviewers ever. Absolutely, uh, just died at. I, did you realize that 93 he was ninety three years old? He had That's to have had he some. He had to have had some kind of. No, he had to put hair dye in, like a lot of old guys yeah, do. Yeah, but he still his face did not. We're doing look. that soon too. I got some grays coming. I got some whites. Really? Yeah. And there's the thing is that I'm not. I ain't going gray. I'm going silver. That's so good. It's good. So it's good. good. It's like white silver fox thing going. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, you know, I like I like that. Yep. Now it's Luigi almost got the swine flu, but then he stopped banging a heifers. You right. know what I'm saying? Well, I went from twos to threes. <laughs> That's what it was. Not cool, Tony. Not That'll cool. That'll do, pig. That'll so do. James Lipton. Of course, you know, we had, there was a Tony Bruno inside the actor's studio we did once. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> inside the Bruno studio. It's very funny. Do we have that? The we promo? should do that as a tribute. You remember that one, Luigi? It was actually down at Out of Fox. It was Out of Fox. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. And my great producer, my great board op, who also did a lot of the production, who's in Chicago, did a great job. Jason Mark. Jason Mark did a great job of putting all these bits together. He did Mm -hmm. the turkey tips. You know the the Thanksgiving turkey tips? Yeah, they're the funniest things ever. Guy does a lot of great voice work. So James Lipton, dead at the age of 93, Inside the actor's studio. You know what his best question was whenever he did an interview? No. What is your favorite curse word? He would always ask. Here it, is. it could be the most distinguished people on earth. And he'd sit there and he always would ask him at the end of his interviews, right, Robin? What's your favorite curse word? And these actors, distinguished, multiple Academy Award winners, would actually say like the F word or whatever their favorite curse word is. And everybody has a favorite curse word. Robin, what's your favorite curse word? I think it, it has to be the F. It has to be fuck. I mean, that's... Luigi, yours? <sighs> My favorite curse word? Yeah. Uh, fuck is good. 
fuck is good, but I gotta couple it with the with the with the with the, with the showstopper. You know what else? Ah, you motherfucker. That's two words. That's the showstopper, though. Now, the one question he would also ask all the time, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Come on in. Well, my good friend, the state senator John Burton out there in in San Uh. Francisco, this is probably what God will say to me. When I arrive at the pearly and gates. And Tony going in there trying to glad and hey, what's going on? How's everybody my mom, doing? Man, my like- mom went to confession every week. She went to mass every Sunday. God, what say you right now? Hey, shut the fuck up and go outside, all right? <laughs> there it is. And when the, and when St. Paul, right there. That's what he said. And oh, when no, Tony says, Peter. why? Why can't I go in? Why, why won't you let me in? You're a crumb creep coward. That's why. Exactly. And I'd have a nice bottle of wine for God when right. I went up there. What do you got, a little seven deadly sins? I have seven <laughs> deadly sins. And I'd say, God. I'm repenting here. Let me in now. You like wine. You, I don't, you don't even have to turn water into wine. I'm right. bringing you a nice bottle of quality sin right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what he would say to me then? What? You're a what? You're a lush. Uh, uh, you, you, you. Come on, man. You are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. Get out of here. Get out. And then then you would say. And then Harry Mays would jump in and say. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Exactly. Now, did you want to go to inside the Bruno studio? Yeah, let's go inside to show you how how way ahead of the game I am. What is going on? Because a lot of people don't know James Lipton, but James Lipton. If you've ever, you've, if you've never watched Inside the Actor Studio, there actually was actually a lot of impersonations on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. James Lipton impersonators, <laughs> you know, doing interviews, doing and fun would, stuff. I mean, the Robin Williams interview, the the Billy Joel interview. Um, God, there's so many of them that are just epic, epic. But let's go to Tony Bruno's studio. Inside the Actor Studio, in. South Philadelphia. No, 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 no. This, no, was, no. Out, this, this was, was out. This was inside in the actor's studio in Culver City, California. Mm-hmm. Night on Bravo. Should I just do the end of the spot and then add the tags? The story of Hoodlum. F- you, man. Turned superstar. Hey, f- you, man. It was the first time I read it. Peace. <laughs> the talent. All right, let's roll this tape, man. We're on. Andrew. Suckers. The T's promo. The T's promo. F- damn it. The passion. They've been in business for 14 years with over 150,000 f***ing satisfied. Sounds horrible, sorry. Mother f***ing losers. Degenerate gambling scum. <laughs> the legacy. We go inside the Bruno studio tonight at 3 a.m. after the West Wing, only on Bravo. That was What's wrong with the audio quality I don't know that. what was going on there, but... I probably have way too much shit open on my computer. I'll never right forget now. the one was like, "Was it time for a new sheriff in the motherfucking Silver Dome?" <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was dying. Oh man! So that were obviously all my outtakes, and yeah. that was inside the Bruno That's Studio. That's classic. That's classic. We got to get Beautiful. more of those. I know. Inside the yeah, Will Ferrell actually did James Lipton on Saturday Night Live, pretending he was uh, James Lipton. The other death was earlier this morning. Now, you may not know the name, but you know who he is. Go past. You know who it is, Robin? I don't. Who else died? The man who ran GE. Oh, yeah, Welch. no. What was his first name? Um, oh, gosh. His name has now completely disappeared because of the death of James Lipton. Jack Welch. Jack Welch. Former General Electric CEO Jack Welch died at age 84. Right. 
so Jack Welch passed away, and a lot of people in the corporate world uh, knows who Jack Welch was. Right. Yeah. He was once named America's Manager of the Century. Yes. CEO of General Electric. Are they still in company? GE? Do they still, does GE still bring good things to life? I think your fridge is GE, dude. <laughs> it's doing all right, man. I no, think, I'm a, I think uh, GE's still I'm doing... a Philco. I'm a Philco uh, guy. Philco guy. Phil Phil <laughs> I'm a Frigidaire. Frigidaire. You know what's funny about Italians? What? This is another one. You know how we have certain things like we don't say tissue. We say going to get a Kleenex. Yeah, going to get a Kleenex. So, right? Tony, we, we got distracted because we were going to go to the bad news first, and then we were going to the breaking news about who's coming on like in two minutes. Is this breaking news? More breaking news. <laughs> Shit, we got a lot of breaking news. We have uh, Josh Innes coming on. Josh he, Innes is coming on? He's coming on the show any minute because <laughs> he is starting his own Twitch show, which I believe starts today. Is he starting? Is he on? He, he will start as soon as this show is over. He starts his show up. Start it so up. So we, we encourage everybody to uh, to support him on his Twitch channel. To which... show you how popular Josh is and why he's now embracing Twitch, before he even went, before his show first goes on, when he announced it, he immediately got 200 followers. Wow. You realize that? Wow. It took me a year to get 200 followers on this show. <laughs> Jesus. You know what we say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Like my asshole. How about that? Well, that happens. Josh Innes and I pretty much showed you how to do it for a couple of months. Yep. It was so easy to beat Mike Missinelli. We did it in record time, and then I walked away. And then you walked away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Walked out on top, right, Tom? That's, that's the way to do it. You're going to leave. Leave on top. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. I got to start keep blocking people. I, I'm going to block a party right now. Get off of Twitter, man. Just All right, Tony Bruno. Here he is, your once former partner that you you guys just took down the house here in Philadelphia. We made a man go back to Botox injections, hair plugs, dye, and trying to be a hip and trendy young dude when he's only a smug, rich what other words can I use to describe Pompous. the man? Pompous. Douchebag. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Hypocrite is always a good one for him. Misogynist. The great Josh Ennis. No, not him. Not <laughs> no, we didn't take him down. <laughs> he's, not, he's not the, uh, the um, all of those adjectives. We took the, the person with adjectives down. And as Larry King used to say, one of my favorite things when he would go to a call, Houston. Hello. Hello. Why are we not hearing him? I don't know, Robin. Sounds like the phone him? line is open. Did he hang up on us? No. Is he on the line? Is he there? Are you not able to hear him? Can you hear me now? Okay. You know what? I'm going to hang up. I'm going to reset the... So we're going to reset the, the, the wires. After that unbelievable, well-scripted and completely yeah. scripted uh, opening. Now it's going to come down to here he is. Here he is. Here's Josh. Oh, man. By the way, we will have a Shake Milton shakedown segment later on today. No, really? No, I'm kidding. Thank God. <laughs> but you know who's mad? Who Sh- mad? Shake Milton, obviously. Who mad, T? Who mad? Guy, the guy wasn't even good in the summer league when the Sixers took him out of SMU, mm-hmm. and he went to the G League, and then he really didn't show anybody anything in summer league, so the Sixers put him in the G League when they drafted him a couple years ago from SMU in the second round. 
And he comes in yesterday, and he pissed a lot of people off. You know who he pissed off? Who? The gamblers who laid the points and took the Clippers, figuring the Sixers had no shot of making a competitive game out there. Because the Clippers had everybody. I mean, everybody yeah, played. George was playing. Leonard was playing. Everybody, everybody played. was playing. And they were all playing well, by the way. Yeah, Harold played. Everybody played. And so you figure that the Sixers had no shot. I had people texting me, oh, say, oh, you lay the number on the Clippers. The Sixers are going to get blown out. And then they lose Josh Richardson early in the game. Mm-hmm. He had a nose contusion. All right, let's Meanwhile, try hockey this again. players are having limbs hang off, and they're back on the ice in the next ship. I had one, too. I went to 80s night, so. Tony Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who sent a grown man home to cry on a nightly basis a few short years ago, a man who was, who, who was forced back into multiple Botox injections and anything else. He was the picture of Dorian Gray. He is Josh Ennis. <laughs> well, Josh Ennis isn't Dorian Gray because he's young and he hasn't aged yet. No, I've aged plenty in the last year because I haven't had a job. It's funny how that'll do that to you. Like, I look at myself in the mirror, and I have lots of gray hair, and I'm fatter, and uh, it's weird. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm 33. Like, it's weird. Sometimes 33 feels like, oh, I'm 33, and then other times it's, oh, I'm 33, and I fell down while walking my dog and destroyed my ankle, which I did a couple weeks ago, uh, and feel this old and fat, and I limp around, and it's just, it's a... It's a strange phenomenon that's being 33. Wait a minute. We have breaking news, Josh. You know, on this show, we have to break in. And another one bites the dust. No. Senator Amy Klobuchar has suspended her campaign for president. So basically, by tomorrow's Super Tuesday, there will only be three old white guys left, and the youngest of them is 77 years old. Joe Biden will now be the youngest male presidential candidate for Super Tuesday tomorrow, if you keep track of it's that like stuff. It's like the Belmont Stakes. Horses just keep just <laughs> dropping from the race. Yeah, the only thing left are a whole bunch of old uh, workhorses are left. Biden, Bernie, and Bloomberg will be the only three the guys killer standing. Bees, the the killer, killer bees, brother. killer bees, baby. baby. All right, Josh, I had to get that in there. Amy Globachar, I just saw her jumping up and down with a bunch I of know. people out in a rally somewhere. They were at Mayor Pete was asking me for money Sunday morning. I sent him $3, and then Sunday afternoon he bails. Do I get a refund? If you sent him money when he was telling everybody on the morning shows that he's still in it and send me more money, and you send the money in and he bails, shouldn't you get a refund? Here's the thing, Tony. I've never voted in my life for anything other than, like, Tom, King, and Queen. And even in that time, I voted for myself as a joke. So I've never voted. But I can tell you this, just from what I know based on social media, and that is that it doesn't matter who they put out there, they're going to get bludgeoned. It'll be a bloodbath, and Trump is going to destroy them, and it's not even going to be close. Wait a minute, are you one of these right-wing Trumpists, Trumpers, uh, racist guys who can't think for yourself and see the real facts of the world? Well, according to the internet, I guess that's what I would do based on what I read. Uh, Are you a white supremacist? Do you have, do you in your apartment in Houston, Texas with Jilly, do you guys have white hoods in the closet? According to the internet, I might. I didn't know, I wasn't aware that we had the Grand Dragon on right now. I wasn't aware of this. I'm in this presence of royalty right now. Josh. 
It's incredible. Uh, we talking to. Are you a white supremacist, Josh? I need you to, 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 to confirm or deny no, that right now. He can't, according to the internet, which of course contains truth to the umpteenth power. We all are. Exactly. Just because well, of the fact. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I actually live with David Duke. And, uh, <laughs> I was wondering what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like we're bosom buddies. You know, we share a house together. We, we could be a sitcom. It's me and David Duke. All of that, of course, according to the Internet, where even if you, like, I opened that statement by saying I've never voted. I don't care. I don't, they're all liars anyway, so I really don't care. But if, if, if you don't come out and say Trump's the biggest POS in the world, you're the white hood people is essentially what it comes down to. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I mean, you know what? You, because that's what the world has become, and, and, and especially on social media. I mean, social media, I, my, most of my stuff is either animal videos or sarcastic shots. You know, you take shots at all the candidates. It's not about that because you take shots at candidates doesn't mean, oh, my God, you're a Trumper, a Trumpster. Well, you you're one of those guys. Well, they made fun of every like it used to be. You would just make fun of politicians, but now you know, like you flip on the late night TV shows, and it's Jimmy Kimmel sobbing about something, or it's Colbert. And I'm not listen. You can vote for who you want to vote for and support who you want to support. But I felt like when you used to watch these kind of shows, and when you used to see comedians, it felt like they just kind of made fun of everybody. But now they've become the people. Like Colbert has become the person that the Colbert Report made fun of just on the other side. He's just a bloviator and someone who is completely shilling for one side of it all. And by the way, Colbert, if it wasn't for Trump, Colbert wouldn't have a job because that show was dead, and then Trump got elected. He better hope that Trump wins again, because if not, he'll have no audience. But I mean, it's just there's no humor. People aren't allowed to be funny anymore. Everything's got to have meaning. Like, we were going to go see The Invisible Man, and uh, I like Blumhouse stuff. And Jilly uh, reads me the, the review, and uh, the, one of the guys, the producers, said, well, basically we were trying to make a woke movie that's centered around, like, domestic violence. I'm like, so this woman's getting punched by an invisible person, and you're trying to somehow turn this into some sort of woke movie. It's about an invisible person. You know? Wait, like, so wait a minute. Happens. The invisible man bitch slops a chick? In the movie? Yeah, never saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, come on. She never come saw on, it. That was on a tee, brother. That was on a tee. I, 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 I got to give Luigi a Roy round of applause for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, as... As, as what De Niro said, as De Niro said in the movie... Well, analyze this. You, you, you got a gift, uh, my friend. You got a gift, my friend. You. <laughs> here's, the, here's the headline I'm referring to. This is from some website. BuzzFeed News. It says, How the Invisible Man Shows the Horror of Not Believing Women in the Me Too Era. <laughs> Who would ever believe somebody that an invisible person was beating the shit out of them? Yeah. It's like if somebody walked up to you and said, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me by an invisible person, you'd go, You're crazy. Like, it's not even comparable, but it's like, you got to believe women because she's getting the shit kicked out of her by an invisible dude. So now the invisible man's been canceled? Uh, well, I don't know. People would know. People will see it because it's a woke thing. It's like, see, this is a movie that shows that when you invisible men are... You have to believe all women. Yes. That's the point. 
even if even if every single piece of evidence that you are looking at and seeing with your own eyes does not point to it, you still have to believe the woman. That is the point of this movie, apparently. Well, I'm reading this. It says uh, this is from one of the uh, this is the writer and director. He says. I felt the movie drifting in this direction of gaslighting, domestic abuse, and women not being believed or feeling like there's an unseen threat. So, like, somehow you go from, like, it's a horror movie about somebody who's, you know, getting attacked, I guess, by her husband who's invisible now or something, and then it became a whole thing about how, uh, like, this is some sort of, I don't know how you would label it, but it's, it, in some way this shows just how much you need to believe women all the time and how much, you know, it. it toxic in the Me Too era. It's like, nothing can just be, hey, here's a funny movie. Or nothing can be, hey, this is a scary movie. Like, I went to see this movie, uh, Book Smart, with, it's like, I thought it was going to be Chick super bad. I was jacked up for it. I was like, this is going to be good. Olivia Wilde directed it, right? So I go see this, and it's got Jonah Hill's sister in it. I'm like, this is going to be super bad chicks, and I'm into it. And when I leave this movie, it's like one girl discovers she's a lesbian, and then the other girl, like, they, they're no longer friends, and then, like, and it becomes this whole thing, and then at the end of it, it doesn't make any money. The, the opening weekend, it bombs, and Olivia Wilde turns it into, well, because awful men don't want to see movies with women in the lead. And I'm like, no, I wanted to see the movie, and I don't care that women are in the lead of it. It was just boring, and it wasn't funny, and, like, People just aren't allowed to be funny. You can't just have humor without meaning anymore. Your jokes have to have meaning. The humor has to have meaning. You can't just do stupid stuff and people laugh at it. You can't just have a slasher movie without somebody, you know, making sure that you know that in the Me Too ad, this is not acceptable. Like, it just, like, it's become so overwhelming and overbearing in the Internet. That's why I try not to go to Twitter all that often. Because Twitter, like, Twitter impacts my opinion of things before they even happen. So because I see the reaction to something, I just hate that something already because I've seen Twitter's reaction. And what I have a hard time reconciling at times is that Twitter is not all people. It's a very small percentage, and the very small percentage of people that use Twitter, there's a very small percentage of those people who are the ones that are actually making the majority of the posts. But, like, you can't help but look at it and go, yep, I hate all these people. And because of the, the opinions of a few people on Twitter, and then it changes, at least for me, it changes my outlook on things, and it changes the way I view things, and then I, it, it's, it's a mess is what I'm telling you. The world is a mess with this social media and with this, this Facebook. And what's fun about them, though, is that Twitter is the extremely kind of liberal, woke crowd, and then, like, the Facebook is, like, the old people who would, like, read a story that Godzilla is running for president, and they tweet it, and they believe it, or they Facebook it and believe it. Like, like you could, like, Facebook, it's that, I mean, you saw the story about the people that thought Garth Brooks was wearing the very, uh, yes. of course, yes. I mean, that, these people are stupid. They are so, I mean, stupid. Like, it's, it's, they're idiots on both sides. That's the thing, is, like, but if you comment on one side and say, boy, these people are stupid, it's, oh, what are you, some woke liberal? No, these people on their own little island are just stupid people. I and just then love the same with the people. They're stupid too. I know. I love. I love how all these Garth Brooks fans, these diehard fans, saying, "Well, I, I've been a fan of yours. I have loved your music. I bought every single album, but I am, I am getting rid of them now because you are a Bernie Sanders supporter." Well, and you had like, a combination of two different confluences of stupidity. You had, first of all, people didn't see the story. Garth Brooks was doing a show in Detroit. Right. 
and he wore Sanders jersey, Sanders twenty, which was Barry Sanders. It's Barry number. Sanders jersey. Right. So he comes out onto the stage, and then immediately Twitter and all these social media stunads, and that's being nice. Were like, oh, he's endorsing Bernie Sanders. That's how. And then the sportsmans were pissed off because even they thought. Because Detroit hasn't had much to cheer about in a couple of decades. Even they didn't understand. Uh, Garth Brooks is supporting Bernie Sanders? That shows you just how stupid people are and how they just are immediately immediately looking for anything that's going to piss them off about life. Now, just you, relax, and that's people. that's why I try to avoid it. I try to avoid all that because I don't, you know, I don't want to be mad all the time. Because when you're mad all the time... You get the label of, oh, there's angry white guy. And I'm like, I wasn't angry until you pissed me off. <laughs> so I'm like, I was fine. I was, I was, that should be a T-shirt. I wasn't angry until you pissed me off. I don't wake up every day like, let me tell you, I'm angry. I don't. I wake up and then like Billy will say, boy, did you see this story today? Like the Garth Brooks thing. And I'll go, damn it, now I'm angry. And I didn't want to be angry. And like, and then I want to fight people over. That's the worst, right? Is, uh, is like you feel compelled to battle people, and it's fruitless because they're not going to change their opinion based on anything you're saying. And then, like, you're in it for an hour, and you're like, holy shit, I know better than these people. I've spent an hour arguing with someone who has no interest in even thinking about my side of this. I feel like a moron for doing this. But, like, that's kind of the, the type of, I say, behavior, but that's the type of behavior we're kind of uh, condoning and... Um, uh, endorsing on social media is just kind of outlandish opinion, uh, anger, uh, you know, immediate response that somebody should be fired, somebody should be canceled, somebody should be out of a job. Uh, nobody thinks about the other side of the story. Nobody uses rational thought. Nobody says, like, there was one, I said, the gal that they, they thought during the Kobe thing said the N-word. But, like, you're somebody that's on the news who called the Nick the N-word. I'm sure you saw that. Yes, story. yes, yes. Um, well, like, you worked on TV, national television, for many years. Sometimes you stumble over your words and things come out wrong, and you're thinking one word and say the other, and it forms, like, this weird kind of amalgamation of a word. And that does happen. It stumbles. But nobody would even entertain the idea that that could have happened. And that was a wolf shit from MSNBC. I know. They were trying to cancel. Like, it was fascinating to me. It's like... So, and I would say this, I'd say, this woman, she could have stumbled over a word. I've worked in live radio for 20 years almost, and you've been on TV, and you know how this works. You're reading a prompt, you're, you're going live, something happens, and you stumble and you mess up. These people didn't even want to entertain the idea that this woman didn't say the N-word. It had to be. She said it, it was clear, and she should be ended. And it's, just, it's stuff like that that people don't want to... People don't just want to just say, you know what, I understand, and we'll move on. If someone's got to have their head on a stick, somebody's got to be killed, somebody's got to lose a job, somebody's got to lose money or income, and nobody will be happy on one side or the other until that happens in these kind of controversial stories. And if you want to go baseball with it, like, I don't care that the Astros cheated, right? I'm not a diehard of the Astros by any means, but, like, like Philly, I see all these people so indignant over the Astros, and it's like, Hey, friends, the Astros didn't stop you from winning the World Series. You're, a, you're an 80-win team. A couple years ago, you won 60 games. It's not like you lost out because of them. But like Philly and Boston and St. Louis, they all say, oh, the Astros, these guys are pieces of trash. And until they give back their World Series baseball, they're screwed up. And it's like, what if they don't? What if they don't give back the World Series? Are you not going to go to games? Is your world going to end? What could happen to them? 
know, like, everybody's so angry about all of this shit constantly, and it doesn't stop. It's just like we're in this weird world where you have to be mad about something and fight about something. It's like you, when, we, when you and I work together, you're like the most laid-back human ever. And I feel like this world has driven you in. You're, you're like networks sometimes. You're mad oh, as hell, and I'm not going to take this. Absolutely. You have been driven to that. You are the most laid-back person like I've ever met. You're Cali, dude. Even though you're from Philly, you're Cali guy, right? Your bike's on the beach. You know, you're, you're that dude. And the world has driven you into madness at times. Like, you're, you're mad as hell, and you're not going to take this anymore. I played that whole thing, you know, a couple a month ago. I played that whole because a lot of people don't remember the movie Network, and I tell them to watch that film because that is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. And then when everybody and you're seeing all over the world, people are watching this. Keep it on. That's really where we are right now. People should do that every night when they when they have all this pent up political crap and sports crap and everything else that bothers you on an hourly basis. You do is you open the window. I want you to walk to the window right now. And I want you to I yell out. I'm as mad as I'm not going to take it anymore. We had we played that we we played that when uh, we had uh, Darius Mayfield on the show and we were talking about the Philly cleanup. Yeah, he had never heard or he hadn't seen that scene before. Exactly. People, and what's funny is that's 1976, and yeah. like the satire in that movie plays out 50 years later, 40 years later, 45 years later, perfectly. It's like they, the news, the news that they don't have ratings. So what do they do? They become a circus in the news and people watch it. Like it's brilliant satire that like it somehow rings true 45 years later. It's essentially the same thing. It's pretty amazing. Josh Ennis, we're having dueling rants here now, not dueling pianos. I love dueling, a dueling piano, though. I love I the dueling love pianos piano. every once in a while. Yeah, they're still a thing in a lot of cities. Yeah, Josh, one... Josh, tell us, uh, b- before we have to go, tell us about your show. You don't have show. to go. Josh has to go, I think. <laughs> yeah, Josh what has... time are you on now? Josh Ennis, once again, making the switch to Twitch, bitch, because everybody knows. There's a, you know, content is supreme. Everybody wants content. There's a lot of content out there. You know, you, can, you don't even have to be a professional. You could do it. If well, you have... I, I think that's... Pretty evident because I'm on. So, uh, no, you know what I'm saying. Wait, Josh, don't sell yourself short. I have a show too, pal. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. There's like 75 Sixer podcasts in this city. You know that, Josh. Everybody who's ever watched a basketball game in the last five years now is a Sixer expert. And and God bless them. I mean, that's what's great about America. You can do whatever the hell you want. If somebody listens to it, good for you. If they don't, you're still talking to yourself, so you feel at least better about something. But that's the way the world is. Everybody has some sort of an idea. Some people have, you think you see these people on, on YouTube and Facebook, they come up with one idea and they're gazillionaires. So I'm not doing this. You're not doing this to become rich. You're doing this because you have things to say. People know you. They like what you do. Or even if they don't like what you do, they listen because they know what you bring to the table. So when is this going to start? What, is today your first day? Yeah, I mean, it's just a continuation of my podcast that I've been doing since September, but we're adding the video portion of it because cheery old Don Collins contacted me, and there's just, like, even when he says he's mad, he's like this strangely, he's very Canadian, I'll put it that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, 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 he's, like, I'm, he's like, I'm fucking pissed, eh? I'm like, I, I call him Brian Boiton. Like, hey, hey, yeah, when you throw an A, when he yells A at the end, yeah. you know he's pissed off. Wait, after you, it's, it's even better when he's had a few drinks. His Canadian really comes oh, yeah. out. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've had some camera issues uh, that he's been working with, and, like, he'll sit there on this live chat with me, and, like, he, he doesn't look angry or anything, but, like, he's saying angry things, but it's so chipper that I'm like, is he actually angry? Is he not? I can't tell. But he uh, he contacted me about doing it. He said, yeah, I knew that you were doing it. He said, well, you know, we're trying to build this thing up with radio people, and I saw Bubba was doing it. Uh, and evidently Bubba's doing extremely well, and I saw that Dan Celio was doing it. Now it's like everybody's kind of using Twitch. Radio stations are like, I filled in on a station here that uses Twitch. So uh, you know what's amazing about this platform, too, is like Sports Hub in Boston's a mammoth success. You know, yep. Their morning show was on TV. Yep. Now their morning show is just on Twitch. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal, and uh, I just viewed it as an opportunity. I had no idea how difficult it would be to do all of it because, like, if I had my brothers, I'd still be using cassette tapes for everything. <laughs> so, um, like, like, I, like, I love, like, Jerry was asking me the other day, like, do you miss cassettes? And I'm like, God, yes, I miss cassettes. <clears throat> I have a whole closet of cassettes. My grandpa was like a bootlegger. He would put three movies on one VHS for me. Go to Blockbuster, he'd be pirate these tapes for me. I like, said- I miss that. I miss kind of the hard copy of something. Now it's like you record it, and it's like it doesn't even exist anymore. I like putting a cassette tape in the cassette deck in the car and listening to my air check that way. Yeah, when That's I want, how I like it. When I want to set the mood, Josh, I put on 94 mixed love tape that I made. Exactly. I, I, I no, go to it. I still do. go to it. Exactly. I and you know what's it. funny about Josh? He's 33, and he's talking about cassettes and real. I have boxes of cassettes, reel-to-reel tapes, carts. The old carts we yep. used to slide in and play songs or sound effects or commercials. I got so many boxes of stuff, and I don't even have a way to even play them anymore because I can't find a cassette deck. My ex-wife took mine. I had a double cassette deck. I think she hocked <laughs> it on eBay. and then. I think you can find a cassette deck somewhere. I don't think your wife took the only cassette deck. No, on that was planet. a good one. It was a Marantz. I had a dual cassette deck. I had a dual cassette deck and the big cooking. Exactly. And now I'll never get to listen to my air that's a, that's a That's a that's a number one hit country song right there, Josh. Right there. Bitch took my Marantz. The bitch took my Marantz. And the other thing about Don Collins while we're on him, who is technically our boss, but we can rip him because we don't work for a big company where they're going to come in and yell at us or fire us for ripping the boss. That's the best part about this. We just work for Amazon. We do not work for a big company at all. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, but they're not coming into the studio uh, during a break, which we don't take, and yelling at us and say, hey, don't don't talk about the Flyers. Let's get it back to the Sixers. This goes to show you. Jeff Bezos did walk in, though, and said that. Just what the, like, how shocked you would be. Jeff Bezos walks in. He's like, why the hell are you talking hockey? Well, you were you were talking about how easygoing uh, Don Collins is. This this is just the Canadian thing. So we are down in Miami. He's staying in the guest house of the Airbnb big house that we're staying in. And we find out when he checks out, he says, oh, by the way, the hot water isn't working over in the guest house. We're like, why did you tell us sooner? We would have told somebody. He's like, oh, you know, it was a refreshing way to wake up in the morning. Well, you know, in Canada, they go out in the naked in the wintertime and they jump in water and stuff and ice skate. They don't care about cold. You know what I'm saying? They do. But to show you what a bad Canadian he is, we're we're in Miami for the Super Bowl and Ron Jaworski's cigar party. They had a crown royal room. They had the, you know, the, you know, they have the throne, the purple throne, crown royal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and he like he's a big Crown oh, yeah. Royal freak yeah, because is. apparently they make the alcohol portion of Crown Royal up in Canada. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, the the grain alcohol portion of it starts up there, and then they put it in train trucks, in train cars, and bring it down, and then add all the other stuff and put it in the bottles. So he's a huge Crown Royal fan, yet he never drank Canadian Club. What kind of Canadian is he? I don't know, a bad one. <laughs> a lousy one. He's a lousy Canadian. But isn't go- in San Francisco, of all places as well. Exactly. No, that's where he lives, out in the Bay Area. Yep. Uh, what time is your show on every day now, Eastern Time, Josh? Well, uh, you're in the Central. Yeah, so 4 o'clock. So 3 o'clock. 4 o'clock, o'clock yeah. Central. So 3 o'clock Eastern. Yep. Three, no, that's not Other 3 o'clock around. Eastern. It's, it's where an hour later, oh, Robert. an hour later. Hello. Sorry. Hello. I hate to do it to her. i got to give her one. Give it to her. Give it to her right there. Finally, tune machine. We're running here, Josh. Finally, tune machine. In California, it's three hours earlier than in the mountain time zone. Now, is Jilly going to be on the the show with you on the Twitch channel? Absolutely, yes. Who do you think's running the whole thing? Now, because you know, Robin runs. No, it's me. No, it's me. And it's a pain in the ass to do. Like, I think, like, Robin basically seems to run the whole thing back there. Me, I'm running all this, and, like, it, 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 it doesn't freak me out. But again, like when I started doing radio shows in my bedroom, it was, you know, double cassette decks and the aforementioned and CD players. That was it. Now I see kids can like have their own radio show on Twitch with these cameras and they all know, like all these kids know how to do all this shit that I don't know how to do. And it kind of frustrates me at times because I'm like, you know, you kids don't know what it's like. Just like you would think the same thing about me, you know, not dealing with a reel to reel or a cart. That's how I feel about these kids who have no clue what cassettes are, but they can sit here and get their web show on the Internet in two seconds and make it look like ESPN, and I'm over here looking like Wayne's World. And it really pisses me off. So you're going to be laying on the couch, like I know, so I've watched some of the stuff, and you're like laying on the couch, chilling, and Jilly's in the corner there laying out and chilling. So, oh, yeah, Luther's going to be there. Luther's got a, you know, there's going to be a camera there that has Luther. They're on a couch. Sounds like Josh's show is nothing more than an injection site. That's all it is. It's a lethal injection. No, but you know what? You animals. People love animals. Like, we have our cats on. we got the so now, cam right How there. many cameras do we have here? We're down in our wine cellar in South Philly, Josh. You haven't been here. When you come to Philly, you've got to check it out. We turned this I into will. a studio. Robin, with her one computer, runs all the cameras. She's the producer, director, the key grip. She's the... Uh, She's, well, she was going to be the caterer, but then she said, I'm not cooking for you bastards. And so anyway, she does everything. She mixes. She does everything. And I don't know any of this stuff. I've been in radio 50 years. Yeah, Jilly, you I don't know anything Jilly about digital audio. Well, I'll try. But, like, I'm also, it's weird. I don't want to run any of it, but then I want to run all of it. So I'm a very odd person in that way. But, like, I went to Target. Like, I'm not spending a ton of money, so I bought, like, little clip-on desk lights. To try to light the room, and I've got, but one thing I care a ton about, and this is a weird, this is more the radio thing. I care way too much about the sound quality, so I watch all these YouTube videos on how to get like the exact studio sound quality. So I've got all these like egg crate, egg carton foams on the wall, and I'm like changing levels. Like it really just—it's and I'm like, just in a third bedroom, you know. And, I'm, and like when you really think about how ridiculous it is. This third bedroom is like the size of like a, a an SUV on the inside, and I'm trying and I'm trying to build this studio out. It's like I'm like an engineer. I'm down there. And I'm like Jilly, say test one two. All right, then I turn it a little bit. I'm like, oh no, I don't like that one. That's a little too hot. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. And then it's uh, you know what? Like, I think I need a little bit of reverb here. Or I need a little bit. I need the compression. Do you think I'm too compressed? <laughs> like, 
just sit here and I obsess over that all day. I'll go back and I'll listen to a little bit of the podcast and go, that's not the sound I'm looking for. That's not it. So then I go up and tweak it and do it. It's, it's ridiculous to care that much about the sound. But when you like, you have these amazing pipes. Not all of us have this great voice. So some of us need this, this, this kind of compression to make us sound, you know, like we're not 12, you know. So I have to jack a lot of this up and deepen my voice a little bit. It's like a, a whole process, you know. So you don't have one of those synthesizers, though. You know, they have all these devices now you can add, and you talk into them, and you sound like Darth Vader. Well, you used to do all that stuff all the time. You used, this, you used a, 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 a megaphone, a megaphone. Yeah, I got that, and then I used to have a like uh, thing you can buy a guitar center where you can deepen your voice and make it that. Oh, we did that that one time we were talking about uh, airplane pilots and how they all sound the same over yes. the intercom. Yes, yes. <laughs> they all sound like Southern dudes. You ever notice that? Every pilot, even a guy from, like, Boston, when he gets on the cockpit mic, he says, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's from the cockpit. They always sound like they're from the deep south. You ever notice that? And they also, you always have to, and when you say, uh, you got to drag it out like you're reading yeah. something. You're like, and uh, we're about, uh, we're about 45,000 feet above the, uh, uh, the earth right now. Like, you got to stretch out the uhs all the time. And they also sound and, like they uh, smoke a carton of camels a day and drink Jim Beam. You got to have and then that. They never look like that. Then you look at them, and they all are like five foot four. Exactly. Like, wow, you didn't. It's like that scene in Wayne's World two when they finally meet the radio guy and it's Harry Shearer. They're like, "Are you handsome, Dad?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm handsome, Dad." And he's like four foot tall and it's Harry Shearer. You know, like the the optical the, the the audio illusion of radio where you hear these guys. People hear me, and when they meet me, they're like, "I would have thought you were like five foot five. Well, you know. There was a huge contingency of people that were really, really disappointed when we started doing the webcam um, on the Into the Night show because that was around when webcamming in the studio started out. And we didn't do it. It was a studio. Yeah, it was Fox, a studio. Fox's Fox studio had just basically was a security cam in the corner, and then they turned it into a webcam. And then people realized it, and we crashed it every night because it didn't have the capacity. But all these people who thought they knew Tony, they were so shocked. We got email after email after email from people saying, I thought you were a big, fat black guy (laughs) because of his voice. I thought he was Leon Phelps. Well, Josh, I know you got to go. We have a toe-sucking update coming up on the show. A lot of important content today. And uh, and by the way... What is it with people and feet? I don't know. We'll have what that the hell up. How is it? We're, we're, we're coming up with that. We need to let jo- Josh because he needs to go. You got to do show prep. He needs to check his sound before he starts. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think. I, I, I saw Spike. I, Spike Eskin was at this uh, BSM conference. Yes, he was. And I, 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 I heard that you're going to call Spike now and sit down and, and get some some tips on how to talk about the NBA because you know you have a team there. I think right. Is there still a team in Houston? Uh, they do. Yeah, there's a team. I don't like them. They're completely <laughs> unlikable, but we've got them. <laughs> is there we anything? Know, they're here. Is there anything you like about Houston sports, Josh? Uh, I don't like. I just, the only team I hate is the the Rockets because I've had personal issues with them in the past. I think they have rabbit ears and they're they're pretty lame. I have nothing against the Astros. I have nothing against the Texans. How can you have anything against the Texans? They're like wallpaper. Nobody knows they exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can you hate something that's so benign? Especially you know? now that the now the city has a great XFL franchise. Let me tell you something. You make your joke. I'm not joking. I'm I love the XFL. I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up about the uh, Roughnecks. 
or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> no, it is fun watching. I think they're games. the Rough Riders, the Canadian ver, the American version of the Rough Riders. That's the MX's team. Yes. No, look at look at St. Louis. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league. People are going crazy in St. Louis. They get football, and I love all the sanctimonious pro football talk and all these guys who have a vested interest in talking only NFL. A lot of these guys played in the NFL. A lot of these guys are going to wind up in NFL camps, you know, because they can play. And the XFL is going to teach them. I look at dude from Temple. I dude from Temple out here balling. He looks awesome. Uh, PJ Walker. Walker. How about my boy Colin Thompson, who made that unbelievable catch on a deflection yesterday? I actually videotaped it. And I put it on the internet. Colin Thompson, Temple University, for your Tampa Bay Vipers getting their first win yesterday down there at Raymond James Stadium. Hey, look, hey, that was a shocker. They were a heavy underdog. This D.C. team has been a real letdown. Same with New York. This is Houston. Houston, and even last week I looked at the odds because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> and I can tell you this, that like there were still good odds that you can make good money on Houston winning the whole thing. And Houston's going to win the whole thing. And we're going to bring a football championship back to Houston for the first time since, like, 1960. So it's, it's Billy Cannon. That's, that's how big this is. So <laughs> get on board. You know what get else I love, Josh? Last thing. I love the helmets because it's a combination of the Derek from the Oilers days. You notice it? It looks like the- Oh, no, it's great. It's a Derek. It's an oil Derek, which the Oilers used to use. But on top of this, they have something else on top. I, it- I honestly, God, couldn't tell you what it is. But you know what? I'll take your word. Like, I've seen the, the logo, and it looks great, and they're putting in good crowds. Uh, you know, I mean, now some of these have sucked because they're an NFL-sized stadium, so it looks empty. But when you put 18,000 people in for a, you know, a, what's essentially a minor league hockey or a, a football, that's uh, it's pretty good. They just got to give it a chance. I think the rule changes. It's going to be like the USFL, and the, the NFL will adopt some of this stuff. I think the kickoffs are pretty brilliant. Yep. Uh, I think the way they give you full disclosure during the reviews is brilliant. And I'm not really opposed to the having to run a play instead of kicking an extra point. Yep. And I kind of like the tiered extra point system there, too. So, you know, they're doing a lot of cool stuff that the NFL should really look into. I like it. I agree. Now, I, I, listen, you know, people want to rip it because people rip everything except you and I because we love everything, Josh. And that's the thing I think people That's noticed. 100%. I, I wake up every day loving everything. And then the internet happens, and then we're at about one thirty my time, and we've spent the last 40 minutes ripping everything. <laughs> but, but when I wake up, I, just, I love everything. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's why you got to stay off the internet. I want to condemn, not God bless Al Gore who invented the internet, God damn Al Gore who invented the internet. <laughs> well played, sir. I'm with you. <laughs> Josh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Don't forget, twitch.tv. Slash Josh in a show. The Josh in a show. The. The. Okay, so the, the, the. Josh. The. 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 The Josh in a show. Like Ohio the State that. University. Exactly right. Beautiful. And that is at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 Central. Yes, ma'am. So we got a pretty good lineup here. It's like an afternoon show. We got Dan Cilio, right? Mm-hmm. What time is he on now? So Dan is on. I'm on 1 to 3. Dan's on four to five. Josh is on five till. Now, do you go as long as you want? You don't see. That's the one good yeah. thing. If you want to go over, you don't have somebody yelling at you. Hey, you got to go to break. You do no, whatever. Exactly. We, I, I go whatever, whatever length I want to go. That's that, what she said. That's the freedom. Um, that's 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 having 
total autonomy. And that's what that's everybody what wants. Until, until Jeff Bezos starts snooping into this shit. But until then, <laughs> total autonomy. Awesome. And, so, of course, that's 6 o'clock in Nova Scotia for all of our Canadian friends out there. Eh? Well, you know what? We'll have to – we will auto-host you so that we'll host the show so everybody that goes on to the Tony Bruno channel, um, they will automatically be able to see the Josh Innes show on the Tony Bruno channel – Starting at awesome. 5 p.m. Yeah. Will there be nudity on awesome. your show? You know, there's no nudity allowed on Twitch, though. You can curse. You can do whatever you want. No neck, no naked stuff. No naked stuff? No. Well, my does that include cancer. me, or is it just women? Anything. You can't. Yeah. It, there's a double standard in the wall. I, you know, Josh, is. Josh, pasties can be tasteful if, if done correctly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know That's what I'm true. saying, man? But we will confirm that Twitch is very, uh, very touchy that way. So, so make sure that there's no nudity. No nudity. All right, sounds good. I can, I can oblige. <laughs> Josh Innes, ladies and gentlemen, catch him now on Twitch, bitch. I think that's the model we're using now. We, I think Don Collins would like that. I don't have like that, that on a T-shirt yet. You see, it's bish now, though. You don't have to yeah. say the word bish. bish. It's bish. B-I-S-H is now acceptable in this world of me too. Because even bitches know. Give our As love Luigi to once said, he has Alizé in his refrigerator at home in his apartment. And I don't you know drink, why? I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. There he is, later, Josh Ennis, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. A man, who, a man that we teamed up with, albeit a short six-month stint. But six months. Actually, we only needed three months. All these people are saying and go eight and go late night with me, and then S Falcon thirty nine says Luigi won't do a show. I do a show. I have a show. It's on during fantasy football. I just don't do it right now. You got to do it every night. There's people other want types. it every night. Ain't nobody got time for that, man. There's all sorts of fantasy still going on, Luigi. No, I don't do fantasy baseball. I don't do fantasy hockey. I, How about fantasy I XFL? This, get- let the, let the league grow a little bit. We, <laughs> the grow. we had some people while we were at the BSM Summit say, "Hey, we we we're all about the fantasy. Send me your send me a demo reel. Yeah. They wanted to hear you." Well, I know, and our buddy SF Falcon in San Fran, uh, Detroit, there really, really, he gives you credit. In fact, anytime something goes wrong technically. Isn't he the first guy that said, yes. get Luigi to help yes. you fix it? Yeah. He I'm does. like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea. He knows less than anybody here, except Riddle, who's out now. Look at him. Yeah, he's done. He's oh, toast. My did baby. you give him medication again, Rob? Yeah, I did. He was just This is a safe to... cat injection house right now. Jesus. Safe cat injection house. By the way, did you watch the Combine over the weekend? Hell no. For the first time in history, I did not watch the Combine. Listen, you know I, I get nothing out of watching guys running around in shorts. I just look for the recap. And by the way, I got to give Rich Eisen a lot of love, my old buddy Rich Eisen. You see what he did? This, well, he does it every year. He does. He runs the forty in a suit. He runs weird. He has a he has a strange. He's gait. a very strange game. Robin, who yeah. are you? Who are I you? Get, I'm not. I'm not knocking him. Per se. You ever run in a suit and, and shoes? It doesn't matter what he's doesn't wearing. It doesn't matter. You he's know what the guy? You know why it's great what he's doing? It is fantastic. You know how much it's, he raised I for know. St. Jude's? I, a I, million dollars, Robin. It's absolutely a amazing. A million dollars, that Luigi. That still doesn't mean that he doesn't run weird. He has a weird gait. I don't know what it is exactly, but I'm very impressed with No, his. it is absolutely one of the greatest things that started out. You know, that's the thing about, we talk about radio, zany radio commercials, wing right. bowl. You know, all these crazy things. The thing about that, Rich did that as a gag. 
it started out as a gag, like a lot of things we do in radio and TV. You say, hey, I could go out there. I actually did it with, uh, remember, I almost did it. Yeah. Uh, with, um, um, with Angel. With Angel from... Uh, the son of oh David Boreanaz, yes, David Boreanaz, Dave Roberts' son. Dave Roberts' son is David Boreanaz because Dave Roberts, who is a local uh, weatherman here in Philadelphia, real name Boreanaz. The honkers are out. The honkers, great guy, still looks like he's he's one of those guys who never ages. Yeah, he's, he's... Dave Roberts. We saw him at the uh, Pennsylvania sports, uh, not not just Pennsylvania sports, Dave, Dave Pennsylvania sports. broadcasters. Mid seventies right now. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's got to be mid-70s. Actually, yeah. I apologize to Rich Eisen. Yeah, what are you talking I'm about, I'm not Rob? talking about Rich Eisen. I'm talking about Darren Ravel. Oh, yeah, Darren Ravel's a slug. He I mean, come has on. a... <laughs> he's the one with the... I'm, I apologize. No, you know, we had Darren. I, yes. One thing, Darren Ravel and I have a great relationship because it's a hate-hate relationship. Yeah. We really like each other. And I always like giving him the business. Mm-hmm. So he was at the he was at Radio yes. Row. So he does the run too. But he Rich Eisen does, started. Rich Eisen this. does not have exactly, a strange Exactly, he, he does a great so job. So get your facts straight. I if somebody wants to say. I apologize. I grovel because I was wrong. I said something incorrect, and I am coming clean. It is not Rich Eisen. That it's I'm, hashtag Run Rich Run, and you know we did a thing with the uh, get some facts and exactly, go back to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and with the football. We raised a lot, $1,100. This guy raised a million dollars. It's amazing, man. It is. And that's so anybody who's going to rip anybody for doing stuff for charity, turning what turned out, what started out as a gag and turning it into an annual event that does great things for a great organization, St. Jude's, got to give it up to Rich Eisen. Put your hands together. Give him a roaring round of applause. Yes. That was good stuff with Josh. You watch this, you're going to get blocked by Darren Ravel. He actually wasn't following me for a while until I scolded him. <laughs> you know, that's how I get people to follow me. I have to scold them. You have to? Yeah. Now, Tony, we speaking of scolding... We need a Florida update, Robin. We have so many that were f- left over from last week when we were not doing a show because we were up in New York all week. Uh, and so, Wait, I have breaking news, Rob. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Go ahead. I am announcing at this moment that I have now officially withdrawn my candidacy for the Democratic nomination. Stop I'm, the hammering. I'm following uh, Amy Klobuchar. I'm following Mayor Pete. I'm following Tom Steyer. Although Tom Steyer, I can't believe he didn't win in South Carolina after he got up on stage and was singing Back That Ass Up with Juvenile. Did you <laughs> see that the other night? No. Did you see that video, Robin? Yes. Talk about pandering for votes. <laughs> this guy got 23,000 votes in South Carolina <laughs> and spent like $25 million to run for president, thinking that by pandering to minorities in South Carolina for a month, that he somehow was going to win, and he didn't pander enough. Joe Biden pandered. They all pander. That's what, I, that's what politicians do. If there's no I pandering, it, man. If there's no pandering, there's no politics. I'm just looking for the lesser of two evils, bro. I don't know. No, I'm just telling you, Tom Steyer, you got to watch this. So you know Juvenile. You're a big Juvenile yeah, fan. Yeah, of course, man. No, I'm not a big fan, but I remember. Look Come at on, this guy. So you got to see. This is why white people get ripped. And in this particular case, it's justified. This is... You know Juvenile is like 48 years old I right know now. he is. <laughs> he can't really be a Juvenile anymore. Uh, Tom Steyer putting all white guys with shirts and ties on to shame. Well, he actually shamed the entire race. Now watch this. Uh, prank that up, bro. 
Of course, Tom Steyer doesn't even know the words. Are you watching this, Luigi, or what? This is about to have a coronary. Proving that if you're an old, rich, white billionaire and you throw money, you make it rain on a bunch of people in South Carolina. And, and he actually served free food and free drinks. And he still couldn't fill up a room. Jesus. He had juvenile there on stage. He was paying people to come in. He was giving them free booze, free food, and still couldn't even fill up a little gym. With juvenile on the mic. I hate to do it. This looks like a Bruno family wedding reception. Pretty much. No, when we get the, when we grab the mic, oh, you know we, get, we throw it down. Shenla Luna Metzumar. I don't think he actually voluntarily stopped his campaign after that. No. I think the shame was so shame. overwhelming. Shame. 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 Oh, you had that? <laughs> Forgot about Shame. That. No wonder why white people are so denounced. That son of a bitch is keeping it going for all of us white people out hey, there. Back that ass up, man. We got to go to this uh, Florida toe-sucking update. Let's get down to the oh, real business. Bro, this is just... Ladies and gentlemen, when I think of toe-sucking, I normally think of Rex Ryan. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are into that fetish. I'm not into it because just think of all the bacteria down there. I stop at the ankle, bro. I stop at the ankle. I stop at the ankle. Uh, from the from the top down. From the rooter to the tutor. Oh, okay, I stop, okay. I stop <laughs> at the tutor. I stop at the ankle. There's nothing I Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> There's nothing that's off. There's pretty much nothing that's off limits. I just wanted to me. clarify because it could have been from the other way around, no, no, from, no, no, no. from the bottom up, no, no, you know. No, no, no. I stop at the ankle. That's it. You stop, drop, and roll. Stop that's at the ankle, focus on the back of the knee, that kind of situation. But when it gets to the ankle, stop with the foot. Well, <laughs> let's go down to Florida, Tony Bruno. Do we have and the I will tell you there, about the unsolicited toe-sucking going on down there. I mean, it is Monday after all, and where else are you going to get this kind of quality entertainment at such an affordable price? Ladies and gentlemen, your correspondent from the Sunshine State. She's been there many times but still doesn't know how to say Dunedin or any of the ma other major towns in and around the Florida area. Here she is. Down to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking it up and soaking up the rays. Not the Tampa Bay Rays. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go down to Lee County, Florida, Lake, where Lake the County. Fort Myers Gulf Coast Hospital happens to reside. I know that place and well. You might ask, what does this have to do with this story in toe sucking? Well, France Belderin, aged 23 years old, was a sitter. Sitter? At the hospital. So he what was does a in sitter charge, do there? Sit. He was in charge of uh, watching over several senior citizens. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen this. Right, right. What, so, they're called sitters? Yeah, you I sit guess. there and you spend time with them and you play games and you, oh, you okay. help them with right. their meals. That's what the definition is. It's, it's, it's well, nice. Does it say on your business card, I'm a sitter at a uh, An old senior folks citizen's home? Senior, so I thought they were called visiting angels. It sounds better. Visiting angels. But it's it's apparently more so at night because, because while they're sleeping, he's just pretty much... Rifling through their shit. Exactly. <laughs> well, France uh, decided to do something a little bit extra because <laughs> the victim 
had been sleeping. Um, and this is so remember, this is a senior citizen who was in an elderly old folks home hospital. Right, so, so this, this guy's is, 23, oh, so he's, he's a young dude. He's a 23-year-old, but the victim is a senior citizen. Correct. I actually have audio of the lady. Let's go to the tape. Oh, let's before, go to the yeah. tape. My fingers hurt. What's that? My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh, now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. <laughs> hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. Back to the story it's of progress. funny as hell, but that, uh, from Happy Gilmore, man. It is, I don't yeah, remember that Happy scene. Gilmore. Now, wait a minute. Stephen A. Smith has just checked in with a reaction. What the hell was that? Exactly. The we patient. have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. The patient whose name shall not be mentioned because they're capable because she was a victim of assault. Oh, she was assaulted? This is, according to her, she felt assaulted. It was an unsolicited. So she'd been sleeping. She woke up after she felt somebody or something come in contact with her foot. Mm -hmm. She later felt moisture on her toes and saw. France Belderin oh, kneeling minute. beside the bed. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> and it turned out that he was sucking on her toes. And wasn't that a nice, relaxing thing for a senior? If I'm in a senior citizen, I'm in a home. And my feet, you know, they get a little ashy. And I'm sleeping. And some hot 23-year-old chick who happens to be the person guarding me or was sitting for me Decides to suck my toes. Am I going to file an assault charge against him? I don't know about assault, but... Well, I mean, if you're not into that, do you do you like having your toes no. sucked? No, I do not. So if you were laying there somewhat helpless, because maybe now, I'm not going to say I hate it. Now let me, let me make one thing perfectly clear. I have had several occasions knowing certain people who will remain unidentified at this hour who like that. I never liked that. Even even uh, Kirk Cousins didn't like it. That's how bizarre it was. Now, let me just paint a picture here for a second. The last, like the last yeah. time like I, I, I've had to, when my, my father who passed away, your mother, over the age of 75, 80 years old people, their toenails tend to get really nasty oh, and claw-like yeah. and hard yeah. and, and, and crusty. And, and it, it, like when you have to like, clip their toenails because they have claws. They're really hard to get through. I got people text me and say, I'm checking out right now. I'm, check, I'm checking. I can't, I, can't on, do it. I can't do it. So that is the person who this gentleman decided that he wanted to have unsolicited toe-sucking. This chick had talons, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. assuming. I can I see mean, them right here. That's, how, that's what happens. Those nails. That's, that's what he was sucking on, folks. Oh, Riddle's twitching. He's, he's dreaming. He's dreaming about having his He's toes dreaming. clipped. He hates toe clip. Forget about toe sucking. <laughs> Cats do not want you to go and clip their ta- uh, their nope. 
No, he's not bad, though. No, he's not bad. Sir it's, Lawrence doesn't care. He's yeah, just, he's, like, he out of it. He just he's like a chick on lewds. <laughs> right, exactly. But Lily. Somebody Lily, get the lemons. Lily, I, have, I had to buy, like, a bag. Just to put her in a bag. It's like a kitty cat straight jacket. Jesus. Have you seen this thing? There's <laughs> no. a contraption. No. Nobody spends more money on Chewy than Robin. Robin single-handedly hey, has put, made Chewy stock double. I didn't want to have claw marks all over me. The last couple times with, prior to the kitty cat straight jacket, <laughs> I finally found found and it's like been a freaking lifesaver you and i both it was a two maybe even three person job to clip lily's nails no it is it's it's dangerous and now that i have the little kitty cat straight jacket bag i can do it by myself disgusting it did is you disgusting. just did you just scratch your nose with my lip my, my lip i had a little i shaved today and i had a little itch what's Dude, wrong with your you realize hand? how much bacteria my hands are busy right now i'm well, not a germ <laughs> I'm because just, now you got all your germs. I don't have any more, germs. Even more yes, so. Yes, you like, do. Like Other people wiping, have been on this microphone, too. But you're wiping it all over the microphone. I didn't. I, I just went like that. That's germs in there. You got snot on there now. We're family. What the? Nobody else uses That's a spike. That's just wrong. Do, do that again because I didn't get babe, it on Beach camera. Babe Beach Babe says, I'm eating here, Robin. <laughs> Damn it, Luigi. <laughs> Uh, Corona for everybody. So, Beach Babe 1204, you're welcome. I just had to really make sure that everybody fully had the picture of what was going on. And by the in way, the unsolicited toe sucking incident down by in Florida. By the way, this is Robin finds these stories. I don't, I don't tell her what to look for. She starts saying, hey, how about this? How about this story? How about that story? But we, we had d- Florida stories out the yin yang today. Yeah, we did. We Not do. the yin yang twins. No, of not the yin yang. <laughs> remember the yin yang twins? Of course, I remember the yin yang twins. What's the matter with you, man? The windows. To the walls. Shall we do? Since we're down in Florida, shall we? Shall we go down there again with uh, at the happiest place on earth? With Mishka Mushka. Uh, or should we go? Should we go the marijuana? Let's go with Let's go with Mickey Mouse. Let's go with the big cheese. Yeah, let's go. Listen, let's I love cheese. Disney. I'm a Disney kind of guy. You know that. We took Luigi to Disneyland for the first time. I think again. I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. I think this is a stunt. To promote a movie. All right, go for it. Let's see. Let's see if you believe it or not. Let's go back to Florida now, ladies and gentlemen, down to Orlando, where for some reason over the weekend, the Golf Channel announced that it was leaving Orlando, Florida as its headquarters to move to Stamford, Connecticut. Damn. What? All my poor friends down the Rich Learner, all these guys had to go to work in Orlando where you can play golf all year round. I am pissed and off. And now they're told, oh, sorry, suckers, we're moving to Stanford, I think they're going to the WWE building up there, up okay. in that area. Okay. What the hell is well, wrong with that? let's go down to the happiest place on earth in Orlando, Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida. Is it Kissimmee or Kissimmee? I think it's Kissimmee. It's Kissimmee. Right? I've always been more of a Tuckahoe in guy. My, my, me too. <laughs> I think it's Kissimmee. It's Kissimmee, Robin. <sighs> it's so much more fun. Kissimmee. Uh, I know, it sounds good. It's like an Italian. Have you seen any out. of the chicks in Kissimmee? No. That's why they said it kissing me. I'm saying, listen, you're about 80 years old, lady. <laughs> go back to the villages there and uh, go swing like with some old I like saying me. It's like an Italian saying kiss me. No, it's bacia me. Down to Let's go back down there. Again. Some little bacia. What? Says give me a kiss. Oh. What's the matter with you? Again. <laughs> so, happiest place on earth? Everybody knows the Jungle Cruise ride. A ride that they actually... You want to talk about PC culture? Do you know that Disney was forced to change the ride? To what? Because if yes. you've been on the Jungle Cruise ride, you know, it's a hokey ride. It's just cute. I drive down to Tasker every day. No, not that Jungle okay, Cruise. Okay, sorry. And listen, 
I had jungle fever, so don't get don't go there with me. Don't go there don't, with me. Don't don't so you go in there and you ride through the jungle and then a hippo jumps out, right? Okay. And they used to have guns on there. Not real guns. Right. Like cap guns. Okay. And then when the hippo would come out, it looked like it was coming out. You know, like in Jaws when you go to or they were like, you go to the other amusement park, Universal Studios. Jaws comes out, mm-hmm. and everybody goes, "Oh my god!" And the guy gets a gun and shoots him, and then he goes back yeah. down the water. You're not allowed to do that anymore. You're not allowed to do it because that's cruelty to animals. Peter will come over there and turn that some bitch upside down. So they they were forced to stop shooting dangerous animals who really weren't animals because the people were complaining. The PC world, but now this is not has nothing to do with that. No, no. Supposedly this is real, but you just mentioned the whole uh, stunt, and this I'm is a wondering. Stunt. But so um, anybody that's ever seen it, you, I mean, if you haven't been, you probably have seen videos of it, know of it. That it's. I had always assumed one of the boat they're on a track, right? At least that's what I thought. Right. It's not actually being steered. No, it's floating, but it's not being steered. There's a rail in the middle of it. It's not on a track. It's floating freely, but the boat can't go too far in one direction or the other. You know because, what I mean? Because that's so so they they just have to put a, the 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 cruise operator, he hit the captain. He has to punch just goes the forward. gas. No, he has a he has a he just like a regular boat. You have the throttle and you push it forward. You push it forward, but you can't go you can't veer from left to right. Exactly. You can only go straight. And then he pretends right. that he's turning the wheel when it's right. not doing, right. it's not doing, it's not doing anything. Not really doing right. anything. So over the weekend, apparently one of the boats sunk. And it didn't. There were people on board. This was so. This is why I'm like waffling between whether this was an actual uh, publicity stunt or not for the new Jungle Cruise movie. There is. That's this is up. a scam. This is the new Jungle Cruise movie with with the Rock in it. Have you seen the promo no. for it? Are you serious? You didn't see it? Tony, I watched. I didn't watch it. You don't have to watch TV. It's, it's like on every ten seconds. I haven't watched an ounce of television so all weekend. Bro. There, it's. I mean, look. There's a child on board. Would they allow That's that crazy. to happen with kids on board? And guess who went there to respond to help the folks? Who? The Reedy Creek Fire Department. And oh, you know Reedy who Creek. works for them? We should call him. Find out if it was a real junk. Jeff, it, our good buddy Jeff down yes. there from the Reedy Creek who Fire was Department. Out, who came to Miami to see us with his son. Yes. So look. So so hold on a second. Let me scroll down. You can see. Look. Look that boat. That son bitch is sinking, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going down, it's, bro. It's down, down. And that water's nasty. Now, this was actually after they had safely evacuated all the passengers on board, but it actually went down. Who knew that those boats could sink? Any boat can sink, Robin. But here you can see you can see how many people were actually on well, except, board. Well, uh, except except what do you call it? They have the foam inside. They're supposedly unsinkable. Three more corona deaths, Tony, in Washington just reported. And congratulations, Governor Jay Inslee. I guess you keep worrying about climate yeah. change up there. Don't worry about your your whole state being infected, oh, jackass. Should we should we call paramedic Jeff and see if? So there's pictures of the Jungle Cruise ride sinking. Oh yeah, no, there's there's I mean it's. Hold on, let me go down. So this is where the people are still on board, and you can see that the boat is starting to go. It's already pretty low in the water. People are standing up on the edges so that they don't get all wet. And then you see this, where by then it's already pretty much underwater, and there's still somebody from Disney on board. Um, I don't know what they're doing about it. So a lot of people were on the boat. Everybody has a phone, so they start videotaping it. And they start taking pictures. So this wasn't, this really happened. Yeah, no, it really did happen. But the water, by the way, is only like two feet deep. So nobody could drown or die. It's like four feet. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like four feet. Whatever it is. 
So here are people that are standing up on the, like normally you would be sitting down on these benches, but they're not. They're, they're standing on the benches. They obviously got wet, um, but nobody was in danger of actually drowning. Well, some people, you know, many times that I've been on there, I was actually hoping the ship would sink <laughs> because of the jokes that the poor bastards who ride those things, <laughs> the captains, they have, it's the same thing that happens at Universal Studios, which is when I, when I hosted a Universal Studios tour once, I totally turned it into a farce. And people loved it. The actual real guides. Remember that? You were there with yes. me, Robin. This was at Disney World, not and Yeah, Disney in Orlando. Land. Yes. I said Orlando. No, somebody was asking. This was at Disney. This is 12.30 p.m. local time in Orlando on February 27th, which was last week, last Thursday. While we were in New York, the Jungle Cruise was sinking. And, again, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but there's no doubt that this really happened. Unless The Rock went down there trying to drum up support for the new Disney movie this year, Luigi, mm-hmm. they've made a they've made a movie about every ride at Disney. You know that? Remember they made the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, which was horrible. Right. Right. They did. Uh, it's a small world. No, I don't think they, they didn't done do it. An, yeah, there's something involved with it. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, pirates. That was yep. But Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride first. Then they made the Correct. movies about them. And the Jungle Cruise also arrived first before making the movie. Now, should we show the trailer for the new, uh, even though we're overtime? You didn't see this trailer, I Luis? I did not see it. No, let's, let's, let's the go Rock. to the tape. The Rock, of course, has a movie coming out every month this year. That's how you do it, brother. He's amazing. It's pretty. It looks pretty good. Actually, yeah, it does. Let's I, watch. Let's go to the tape, I Robin. mean, but then again, I'm a... A rock lover. I mean, the rock's I, a little overexposed I, right now, but let's go to the, let's go to the preview here. I love this man. I, All right, enough about the fantasizing, uh, Robin. Let's get to the damn preview. Come on. I'm playing it right here. Oh, you're playing it on yours? Yes. Oh, bring was, it up, please. Okay, hang on. Bring, bring it up. I, Tony, let My me just, soundboard's dead or else I'll be playing all kinds of jobs right now. Let me just play it on mine because... What happened to your soundboard? It died. And when? Legend has it there is a tree in the Amazon. Why does that sound so bad? Why is my sound... Okay. Can you play it from mine, please? I'm going to play it on yours. Hang on. Hold on, because now I have to switch cameras. Jesus Christ. You need to get rid of the little thing at the bottom, Tony Bruno. X X out the extra... I'm I'm looking at the uh, Twitch... Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay, go. Now watch this. Legend has it there is a tree in the Amazon that possesses unparalleled healing powers. And the arrowhead is the key to unlocking it. Stop her! Hello. Uh, just wanted you to know this has been mislabeled. He's shipping outlets? Of all the jungle cruises you can take in the Amazon, this one is undoubtedly the cheapest. But also the most thrilling. Heads up, coming through. Look out! Marauders. Natives. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. The backside of water. Steve's wonder of the world. We're headed up river to Lagrimas de Cristal. We must secure our travel. Come on. Hello? Not a good time. My brother and I are looking for passage up river. Please go away. I have a lot of money. If you believe in legends, you should believe in curses, too. 
and beg me to turn back. Well, I look forward to disappointing you. 10,000 to bring you there alive. Dead is 15,000. Why should I pay more dead? Dead, I'd have to carry you. Dead's a lot harder, lady. Here we go. Sorry, Frank. Sorry, strong form. I cannot swim. You booked a river cruise and you can't swim? That would be Luigi. Yep. The price just went up. That's CGI. I'm getting, by the way, I'm going kayak. I'm getting I'm getting a vest. But you're spoiling the ending here. Thank you. Yep. And and I, when I saw this, I agree with 91L6ers. Walt Disney created the Jungle Cruise ride to be like the 50s film African Queen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really is. It's very much like it has all the Disney stuff plus African Queen. But just like everything else in the world, they had to, just like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride with the wench auction, they had to change all that stuff. Because for generations, for over 60 years, people didn't seem to have any problem riding through the Pirates of the Caribbean ride with yep. the wench, and I'll take the redhead and give me the redhead. Give us the redhead. That was my favorite part. You know, yeah, this is the, the, big, the, big, the big breaking news of this. What's the most amazing part of this movie, <laughs> I know. Luigi? I'm going to ask you, what part of this movie? It takes place the, in it, Africa with a lot of dark-skinned people. No, it has nothing to do with the race of the people in it. It has to do with actors who are in every movie. Who is there not is in this not movie? Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. That, you know what? Roy, let somebody else work, Sam. Seriously. Samuel L. Jackson is not in this movie. How the hell did that happen? They said, they, I mean, remember when they said that it's, you know, it's Oscar's so white, right? Hollywood's so white. They're not giving any black roles to any more black people. That's because Samuel L. Jackson takes every goddamn yeah. one of them. Let somebody else work. No, listen, The Rock is doing more movies than everybody. You know, he's a hot property, and he, and he keeps getting scripts. Sure. But he's not in every movie. No, no, he's, he's in a just, ton of movies. No, Samuel L. Jackson is in every. He's in every movie. movie. Every movie. And God bless him. I don't care. Enough is enough. Well, and, and he's a guy who like cries about everything. Some bitch is making more money than anybody on earth, and he's crying about nonsense. Shut the hell up, man. Just but, shut the hell up. But there you have it. And I will definitely want to see that movie. I'll wait till it's on cable. You know, a movie I watched though, Robin wouldn't watch it with me. Well, no. Because now, now's the time when like, movies from last year start showing up on HBO, and since I paid $20 a month for that crap, I don't watch Netflix. Robin's the only person who watches Netflix. Netflix bores me. There's nothing good on there. It's all garbage. But anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, meanwhile. Bright, bright burn. Bright burn? Bright burn. No, it has nothing to do with a say, general edition. Bad Superman. Oh, okay. Evil Superman. And much. my girl's in it. Elizabeth Banks. You know who she is. She's been in everything. He loves her. I met her. You know. I know. I met her and her husband. And she looks exactly the same as she did when I met her 12 years ago. She was in the Rock. She was in the uh, Invincible movie. Yep. She played the bartender Correct. who Vince Papali hooks up and becomes his oh, wife. Oh, is that what her name is? Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth okay. Banks. She's been in a million movies since then. Movies. Are you this, paying attention right no, now? No, he's not. He's on his damn phone again. I am. I'm telling oh no, I'm trying to think I was trying to when you said Invincible, that's when I knew who Elizabeth Bank was. Because now but that my, was my, actually one of her earlier movies. Since then she's done a gazillion things. She was in Zack and Miri Makes a Porno. That was pretty good. Exactly. She's great. Yeah, that was good. And her husband went to Penn. Did you know that? No, I did not know yes, that. Yes, always a local tie, always a Philly tie somewhere. So this movie Brightburn, Robin didn't like to watch it. 
No, Basically, I, just, I don't like that kind of. Why? It's a it's a superhero movie, except it's a violent superhero movie, not fake shit. It's a kid that's a it's a couple's trying to have a baby. Okay, they live on a farm. It's exactly the same beginning from Superman. Yeah, but but the big Clark meteor. Kent's, but the parents down, aren't trying to have down. a baby, are they? Yeah, they they also were not able to have children, and the but meteor comes down, forward. crashes to Earth, right, but you and fast come, forward it to right. now, and all the to, to make you know that they can't have a baby. They have scenes of a hundred fertility books in their bedroom, all these different fertility books, so that because people now have attention to bands of gnats. Six seconds. That yes, they have to tell everybody. Oh, look! Here's a couple. They're having sex, but they can't have a baby. There's all the fertility books. So what happens? Spaceship crashes down into their farm, into their uh, their barn, and then there's a baby in there. And she take goes back to the original. The baby Jesus is floating down the Nile River, right? They take it out of the thing, right? Who takes it out of the Nile, Robin? Who finds it? Um, it is a slave to an Egyptian queen. How about the baby Willow? Remember Willow and Mad Marty? Remember Willow? Willow was great. Yes, I, I do. Willow. That was a that baby was... literally floating yes. down the river. Yes. I could be a nerd sometimes, too. I like my, my, my That Willow. was a great movie. Willow was great. And so, they get Willow the ba- too. so they get the baby. The baby grows up. And then the baby's cool because he wants to parent. You know, he's an alien. Yeah. Well, he it's 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 like he it's came like from ET another, except yeah. ET goes batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah, he does. ET doesn't put up with any shit. So he's a cool baby. He's a cool kid. He's in school, but then Something you piss is. him off. Right. He Something. becomes the Incredible Hulk, except he's still a small little kid. Right. Who just goes crazy and he's faster than shit. And he's evil. He would have blown it away at the combine this weekend. If anybody saw this, nobody moves as fast. But here's as this the difference. Like, so he's so evil that he actually turns on his mom and dad too. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just I, I no, no 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 don't give it away, Robin. But he went, you know, when people like bully him because there's another more. You don't bully an alien who came down from space and doesn't know where he is, and then gets picked up and, and adopted is listening by to fam- weird voices coming from the spaceship. Exactly, because unless you're the Terminator. And so what happens? They piss him off. His his uh, neighbor gives him a BB gun for his birthday, and the dad says, "Oh no no no, you're not taking that." Dad takes it away. That triggers the kid. And he's obviously an Elizabeth Warren fan, too. But I, I, that, that's the point. I don't know if he's a Bernie bro or what. AJ San Antonio, Bernie Sanders is a star and feel the bright burn. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Moses is the guy who got it. Baby Moses? Yeah, no, he's no, no. Baby Moses was in the basket. It Not was the slave Shark, to... The Not Queen. Baby Yoda. He wasn't anywhere until recently. Wasn't it like <laughs> Queen Sheba or something like that? I don't know, but it was... And Baby Shark, Egypt and then, then now you got Queen. Baby Peanut. Can I get a little Baby Shark now? Just before we leave. You saw that Baby Baby Shark now has its own cereal, right? No. Yes, Baby Shark cereal. Why can't Breakfast I think of this stupid shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think of so much stupid shit, but never the right stupid shit. Yep. <laughs> In the meantime, though. Goodbye, bro. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to get out of here. It's, it's 63 degrees. First, I first can tell. Run. First run. I, I'm itching, man. I'm itching. Just relax. To get out, then. As the great Harry Mays would say, if you're here right get now. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. I am Harry lately? pissed off. Yeah, Harry. Well, we're gonna be seeing a lot of Harry soon. Yeah. Okay. And again, good to be back. And don't go running out and buying stupid uh, hands. If you didn't have hand sanitizer by now, it's not going to help I you. Know, wash man. your like, damn hands. Nobody washed their hands until the coronavirus. Did you see on Amazon? They were like out of hand sanitizer. 
Jesus, people. Think. <laughs> and join us again tomorrow right here at 1 o'clock. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America, not God damn America. That was perfect. <laughs> Join us back here tomorrow. Mommy. See you tomorrow, kids. Bye bye, everybody. Happy little treats, Tony. Happy little treats. And now in the corner, there is a little uh, up in the corner. See it right there? There's a, a, a little mountain. It's right there. Little trees. <laughs> it's your world. Cloud. Yeah. Happy, Happy little mountain. Happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.